0: In 1991, Caballero Pools & Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yeah.
1: Our Woo.
2: guest this week, former pro surfer from HB, Huntington Beach, finest. He spent a ton of time living bi-coastal between New York and Cali. This big dude is powerful, yet very light-footed, and has one of the best air games in the biz. He made a name for himself, landing and seeing Airs like The Corrupt but he also has a wicked layback with knees that bend in all directions. If you've seen him surf, you don't know how he does it. He was surf team manager at Lost Surfboards and ran marketing at LibTech Surf. Still help? No.
3: Yeah. yeah. I kind of gave up on the whole surf. Yeah,
2: which goes in. Now he's working his day job as a plumber. Hey, good trade to know. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm doing whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, we're stoked to sit down with the talented Mr. Ryan.
0: Narlson Carlson. Dude. Yeah, buddy. Yeah,
2: it was. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, you know, we, we saw you a couple months ago. Yeah. And uh for Balaram's movie premiere. Yeah. And it was crazy. Your name's come up a couple times uh-huh. in, in different podcasts with us. But Balaram was like, yeah, you know, he he quoted he's quoted saying that ryan Narlson carlson without you living over there and doing what you did in front of those guys they probably wouldn't be here today
3: uh, that's, that's crazy Isn't that, yeah that's yeah. a huge compliment like yeah, i mean he's worked so hard to get where he's at don't give me credit you know uh, well but, dude it's kind of funny i think you
0: had a big impact on his life and he no, it's you know
3: cool. we went over there like when i first went to new york my first session i got um I was living at the lost house in San Clemente and my brothers, I moved all my family in. like my family comes from hard times. Like I moved out at 12 and then like when lost moved me into a house, I think I was 18 years old. Um, they, they had me take over the house and so I had my brothers move in. Anytime there was a free spot, it was like, okay, Randall got kicked out. So let's move in my brother, you know, and then <laughs> chicken Willie wants to go, okay, we'll move somebody else in, you know? So like, the house was crazy. It was a party the whole time. Like, yeah, you, know, they, you couldn't, you couldn't hide and find a place that wasn't like, there was no mellow nights there, you know? Yeah. But, um,
2: that was a heyday. Yeah.
3: And then Riola, like, lost sponsored me to party at first. It wasn't, <laughs> they'd give me money for alcohol and like whatever I wanted to do and close. And, uh, Shay Lopez introduced me to all those guys like Mike Riola, yeah. and Biolas, and then, um, I moved to San Clemente.
0: Let's start at the beginning.
3: Yeah, sorry, I'm doing okay. yeah. almost... No, but it's No, awesome this is enough. great. Yeah. But like but San... we'll get into yeah. that.
2: So so where did it all begin for like where did you start surfing and who did you hang at an early age?
3: Well, I moved out at twelve, you know. Like I always loved surfing, but my dad was always partying, you know, like he was doing his own trip. So Crazy. he was super abusive, so I got out, you know, at twelve years old. Where were you guys living? Um we we were in Huntington Harbor, like we moved everywhere. We'd be somewhere for like a month, two months. And then, uh, he, but he would take off. He'd leave us alone for like two weeks. He'd go like grocery shopping, was going behind the grocery store, getting the groceries out of the dumpster, stuff like that, you yeah. know? And then, um, he got really into meth and then he started like getting real paranoid and he thought I was in the FBI when I was like 10 years old, 11 years old what and he was ass? real physical, but he was like a 280 pound oil worker. And so like, We're fighting and like I was the only one that got in the fights with them. So wow, but like at 10. Yeah. And I'd be surfing and I wouldn't get beat up, you know, so then I just kept surfing. You know, that's what kept me safe.
0: So who introduced you to surfing? How did you find surfing?
3: I I always wanted to surf. I got my first board at six and then I when my parents got divorced at six, I had to move to Phoenix. So then it it was like it was weird because I was that Rick Kane had a surfboard in my room. Living in Phoenix, Arizona. That Ger- yeah. that
2: happened to Gerlach too. Yeah, no yeah, way. yeah. No, for sure, it's crazy.
3: His was... mom and
0: dad got divorced, and yeah. she moved to Arizona, I think, and yeah. yeah,
3: or Vegas or something like that, right? Yeah, it's it's insane. But like, but like the surf vibe for me was real, you know. Like yeah. I loved it already. Like I I used to surf lackeys all the time. My mom would take me there, and she liked the lifeguards, mm-hmm. and was just. <laughs> Go flirt with them and let me surf all day, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it was... And
0: you had siblings.
3: Yeah. I, had, um, I have five real brothers, um, a sister, and two stepbrothers. Dang. Wow. So it was a big family. And you, what age were you in that group? I was the second to youngest. Okay. So it was like... It was a crazy... Like, my dad was...
2: So the older bro- siblings, were they bouncing early too out of the house? No. No. No.
3: Like, well, a lot of them went to jail. You know, one of my brothers killed two cops. He was like... Um, crazy skinhead, you know, and he want, he went to jail for 15 years Dang. and when he got out, he wanted to straighten his life up, but they're like, Hey, if if you're a traitor now, yeah. cause you, you're the, you're supposed to be in this for life. So you either kill these two people or we're going to go take care of your family. Whoa. And, um, they went, he, so he went, and it was two cops, uh, two black cops. He went and shot him, killed him. And he's been, he's doing double life. Um, I don't talk to him anymore. Like, I used to ride him yeah. just to be in contact. But, like, I kind of cut ties with my whole family except my mom. Crazy. And, like, my the family I created and my friends, they're, yeah. like, my real family. Yeah. Well, that's,
2: again, going back to surfing and, and like, how to save you, you know? And it's, yeah. You know, surfing is a true oh, brotherhood. Yeah. And so know, blood is blood, and there's those connections, but there's also, like, yeah. brothers and sisters all over the place if yeah. she, you find the right well, people. it's insane. Like,
3: yeah. I would get... When I moved out at twelve, it was crazy. Like um, I came out to surf for the summer. I came out and stayed with my dad, and then um, I called my mom and I'm like, "Hey, I'm not coming back to Arizona. You know, like I want to continue surfing." And did then, you tell
2: him he, you're going back to mom's or you just
3: no, no? I stayed with him, You know, yeah. and then I did two years with them, and then uh, I just couldn't deal with the abuse anymore. And at the time I moved out, we were in Wilmington Harbor and like by Car- Cabrillo Beach. You yeah. know, living on a boat. Like we lived on a boat for a few years, and it was like.
0: So like your dad was an never, oil
3: worker. Yeah.
0: So he made pretty oh, good yeah. money.
3: He was made. There was a point where he was making five hundred an hour, and um, he got all like he married. Uh, my sister's been like a prostitute since she's fourteen.
1: So wow. it's
3: like it's, it's my family tree is crazy. Twisted. But, um, yeah, she she was a gang banger in Brown Pride, but she's a white girl you know <laughs> you got she's white a, brother, power she's brothers. a white and chola yeah yeah she's she'd be like ryan we're part mexican a at our parties that she'd have when my mom was at work i'd be like no you're white <laughs> you <know>? it's <laughs> she, your step sister though No, real sister your real sister yeah, okay like she had seven teardrops drops come out of her eye one for every dead baby's dad like wow yeah they're all fucking like it, it, it's crazy visiting my family it's like an adrenaline rush well, it, sounds,
2: it sounds like they all escaped but they fell into like worse circumstances oh, yeah. you yeah. know because they all wanted to be a part of something whether you know yeah. like some group or or some yeah like, they had their own crew. they <laughs> had their own yeah but like definitely not a healthy no it was... yeah they went though
0: so your mom and dad had five kids and then uh, no
3: they had six six kids yeah. And And then uh, my dad remarried. He never married her, but they were together for so long. They're just, I call them my stepbrothers, you know, Mm. but uh, yeah, because their mom helped me out a lot. Like she used to do schoolwork with me. And then like when our dad would leave us for two weeks, she was the only one that would come back and make sure we ate, you know, because we'd just be, we all had our own little like Boston Wellers is when my dad was making good money. He bought nice boats. And like we all had Boston well airs and like we would just cruise. Me me, I would just go around like park the other side of the harbor and I'd go check out waves around San Pedro and I found a bunch of cool waves over there and I'd go surfing over there.
0: And how old were you then? Like
3: uh like eleven, you know, but like how wild. Yeah. So
0: six when you were six, is that's when you found surfing and yeah. then you had to move to Arizona, is, yeah, Arizona Arizona for four years. And then came back. Yeah. So that four years where you landlocked and didn't
3: get to surf? Oh yeah, no, I was getting in trouble. You know, like I started hanging with the gangs so with my sister. Like, in, I, in I, AZ, I got jumped in a brown pride. Like, <laughs> I was hanging with my sisters. Like, they'd have me run in the liquor store, tuck my socks like over the pants, and start shoving 40s and cartons of cigarettes down my leg. And they'd be waiting in the van out front. And in sending, Arizona, send, yeah, send
2: the little bro in, wow. yeah.
3: No, my sister, one of her baby's dads was from the Sinaloa, you know, like I had to. there was a time where before I moved, no, this is after I moved out. This is when I was like 17 years old. My dad called me and he's like, Hey, your sister's getting beat up. And she was living in a Sinaloa compound on the border, you know? And so I showed up and I was already surfing and I I was like, Hey, like I knew her dude. And I was like, Hey, I'm here to visit. I'm going to take everyone to Rosarito. We're going to go on a surf trip. And she had two kids with him and, um, Basically, I had my sister. I told my sister to pack everything. We went straight to the border. We we're sitting at the border for like three hours. I'm like, they have to notice that everything's gone. You yeah. know, and was, are they going to come for us? You know. Right. But um, they this is you know pre 9 11. The borders were really lenient. These kids were born in Mexico, and we got them across the border, <laughs> and like somehow pulled it off. You know. Wow. And uh, they my sister lost all her kids through social workers and everything but um, yeah that they, they all got a, like all our kids have gotten a hold of me on Facebook they've all found me and then they're, like ask about their mom and I tried to reintroduce them I'll take them surfing you know yeah. and uh, Man. They, they try to ask about their dad and I'm, their dads and I'm like they're all dead you know except the one is in a little I don't know if he's dead or not but he probably is you know
2: yeah I mean it's it's kind of cool social media is like that to kind of like, you know, find, find people, find people yeah. and stuff. But you know, for, for you to like, kind of go through that of, you know, like how do you, you know, how me- do you approach it? Like, do you, you welcome them? You have to like, yeah. Hey, give them a shot. Like you haven't, you your know, neat, re- ne- really nephews. Be better- yeah,
3: nep- nephews and nieces. And yeah. then they ask me about their mom and I say, you know, you can talk to her if you want to and you can make your own decision. You yeah. know, she's my sister. I'll always love her. But I'm not going to tell you not to hang out, and I'm not going to tell you to go hang out. Yeah, so, it's your decision. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so was, going back, yeah, you're six years old. You you grow up till ten years old in AZ. Yeah, in in the rough part of AZ, obviously in a gang banging part of
3: yeah. We were the only white kids in a brown and black neighborhoods. You know, like yeah, not to bring race into it. Yeah. but, like that. That's that what was, it was. Yeah, it yeah. Was,
0: and then so. You'd already started surfing here yeah. and then had to move over there and then made it back to your dad's and live with your dad mm. for two years.
3: Yeah. And then that, by that time, the abuse got so crazy. like, And then there was like... Because he would
0: just go on benders and come back like...
3: Yeah. No, he'd pick me up from school and um, he, he would be driving and he'd see a car, like a U-Haul truck. Or a car with the exempt plates, and he'd look at me and he'd be like, "You turn me in," and just pull over. Paranoid. Like, yeah, and we start swinging, you know, and like you're already gonna get your ass kicked, if you know it, so you're gonna swing as hard as you can, you know, and then so.
0: So he would just randomly see a car with those kind yeah. of plates, and think that he, oh yeah, and somebody in knocked in. on him. Yeah,
3: and it was me, you know, and then I was the only one to be blamed. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I'm out of here, you know, and then. Wow. Um, one day I called my godfather and he came in, uh, like, it was like there, it was in the middle of nowhere in Wilmington. So like, there was nowhere to say, Hey, let's meet over here. You know, there was one uh, gas station. It was like a two hour walk and we, uh, he told me he'd meet me there and I went and walked over there met him. And then I was living in garden Grove with him and then we'd ride our bike to Sours and it was 12 miles there, 12 miles back. Like, Sours. Uh, junior high, you know, here. Yeah.
0: From Garden Grove to here? Yeah. Okay.
3: And then, so I'd wake up at 4.30 in the morning, freaking ride my bike to school, get to school, fall asleep, (laughs) wake up, school's over, and ride my bike back, you know? But it was, uh, eventually, I got burnt out on that, and then Jack Olson, uh, one of my friends, he's like, hey, Ryan, come stay with me, you know, I'll talk to my mom.
0: The guy that, uh, his dad owned, Windensea?
3: Yeah, his mom went out with the owner of Windensee. Okay. Yeah, and then... They were super cool. Like she was a single mom, you know, and then uh, she took care of us like we were her boys. And um, you know, then we started surfing a lot. And then that's when I met. Well, somehow we met Jim All, you know, yeah. and Jim. had right across
2: street yeah. the street. Yeah. Door pretty much.
3: Yeah, and then uh, he was there with Kirk Tice, and uh, we're. Lloyd. He, yeah, he had footage. He had footage, of Jack. And so, Jack wanted to see it, but he didn't want to go to some filmers by his, by himself. So, I'm like, I'll go with you, you know? Yeah.
0: And how old are you, like 13, 14?
2: Yeah, now? 13. And okay.
3: then... Um, and Jim
0: always, like, filming, like,
2: a CC, bunch of guys. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: But he wasn't, like, a silly Dave, you know? I hear rumors about Jim. Yeah. But, like, I ended up staying at his house for a summer, and, like, I didn't have any creepy stuff you know? no
2: yeah, like, no like a ton of kids would stay
3: there in the summer from yeah, out of town
2: yeah. and then everybody kept their search stuff like cc kept his search stuff there the devas at some point and yeah. in
3: yeah i'd see them that's how i met them all you yeah. know like that's how i met shay Corey. like how, how'd you everyone. end up at sours though um that's where what school my older brother went to because he lived here already okay. but we, lit, we had a house over there before my dad <coughs> lost his job you know and then um my dad. Well, basically, we had a house. It was off Magnolia Street, and it was right next to Sours. And then my my dad was working, making good money, and then uh, eventually he lost his job, and we moved onto the boats. You know, so I, I still wanted to stay stay at Sours. You know, mm-hmm. but like we we would just ride our bikes there, and then eventually, like when I moved in with Jack, it was it was cool. Like I didn't have to live where I'm on the defense all the time. You yeah. know, like you're not waking up at night getting beat. You're not like you're, so you're crazy. going to school every day. Yeah. You know? it, and, and your mom's yeah, living yeah, in yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. But you had a
2: kind of a mother figure in yeah. your life yeah. and people that were like, Hey, this is the program. You're Like, yeah. you know, you could stay here, but you got to go to school and you got to be a good kid. And you know, I'm sure they're Oh yeah. helping you.
3: I had to have good grades, yeah. like C average, but <laughs> good enough, you know, yeah. but, um, What, what boards were you riding? Oh, whoever had a board for me, I, I got boards, you know, like there was this board called the German tank I rode. It was like four inches thick. It was some old beat up board and I just rode that, you know? And then, uh, Sean Ward and Brandon Ward, they used to let me borrow boards because I used to be as short as them, you know? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. When did you hit your like growth spurt? Oh, I grew a foot a year for two years, like seventh grade by from seventh grade to ninth grade, I went uh from riding four sevens to uh six twos so crazy yeah <laughs> it, it was like waking up at night with your leg feels like it's gonna explode with growing pains i had that every every night you know gnarly and my dad's only five ten you know it, it's not like
2: i came from somewhere in yeah, family the family the, the told... the the what milk about your, your siblings <laughs> you, yeah. your brother's
3: Built, big? Oh uh, no, they're just thick. You know, yeah. like they're all oil workers. You know, like the ones that aren't in jail. Yeah. But they they basically base their life around making money in oil. You know. I mean, you know, it's a good job to have. You know. Yeah. But yeah. It's
2: a it's a burly like man's man's yeah. job.
0: So you got a, a lucky break and made friends with Jack Olson and started living with him. Yeah. And going to school at Sours. Yeah. Um, and surfing. Every day then
3: Yeah and, and then that's when we met Jim all But I didn't know about surfing No one was there to coach me Or I didn't know about contests You know like I. And then Jim kind of introduced us all to that You mm-hmm. know I um I remember we went to Jack's house Kirk Tice was there Everybody was like It was Kirk And they were all watching footage And Jack had waves That Jim got of him And then right when we met Jim He's like Alright I'm going to take off So you guys I'm going to go drop Kirk off and all of a sudden we're over there and there's all this video equipment and his cameras his all this, you know, this is back in the days of VHS. Mm-hmm. And his, he had the tape deck with VHS and then super VHS, but there was a lot of monies of a. Uh, there was a lot of equipment that was worth a lot of money there. And um, I look at Jack, I'm well this guy must trust us, you know, like, yeah, we could rob him right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, because I, I come from that past. Yeah, so like I, I think I'm like, why is this guy leaving this house alone? But I didn't know Jim was so religious. Yeah. And it, you know, we didn't really, we only talked to Jim for about 10 minutes before he left us, left us alone in his yeah. house.
0: And you haven't met anybody like that yet? No. Uh,
3: yeah. I'm not, like always, I was always on my guard. You yeah. Know? But I was like, he must be cool. You know, and then um, Jack had his waves. He's, and then um, after that, we started. How'd Jack surf already? Good or? He, he surfed all right. That day was the first day he saw himself on video. So he thought he was way like, Way better he than ripping. you know how it is you see yourself the first time totally everyone's so good until they see themselves yeah. you know and, and it was kind of a shocker for jack that night that, it was comedy for me you yeah. know jack was like "Fuck, i thought i served better <laughs> you know it's <laughs> so crazy how you, yeah. watch,
2: you watch yourself for like the first few times yeah, you're you, like wait i thought i really hit the lip on that one I, I thought i was going way faster yeah you think you're
3: ripping and you're petting the kitty and not even so hurting.
0: you got you got pretty lucky that you know because jack olson his dad his whatever stepdad or mom's boyfriend yeah it was owned wind jack, and State. yeah
3: he was jack flynn like there was two brothers two flynn brothers mm-hmm. and jack took us in and like it was cool because then that's when i met like uh chris flynn and all the kids scott flynn and uh, um i would go hang out with uh the guy that did all the ding repairs in the back i don't remember his name it's so long ago but um
0: always had a ponytail
3: yeah he was always drunk like he was super wasted and i would just go there and laugh at him you know was... <laughs>
0: and this is when hb was kind of gritty
2: oh yeah well, that compound they had it there was kind of yeah
3: gritty
0: like you know
2: it wasn't oh, that was it wasn't like when does he was still there right yeah 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 yeah, yeah they were there and but and that's the what i mean when did wasn't this like inviting like no kind of longboard crew cd crew were you know, Main Street was, like, more proper, like, surfing it was, Oh, yeah. Was Wimpy
0: still there?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was all, it, yeah, that's when Timmy Gazzardo worked next door. And um, it was crazy. I'd go hang out there every day and, like, but I didn't know anything about the surfing, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't care about seeing myself on video. And then, the, you know, Jim filmed us. And the next time I saw myself, I had to go through that reality check where I thought I surfed better. But, um Jim started taking me around introduced me to Ryan Hurley and me and Ryan became like really close friends. Hmm. And, um, my surfing changed a lot with Jim. Like it was, uh, it went from just going down the line to like learning how to, you know, he had me start all over. He's like, okay, just go down the line and do floaters today. You know, basically he gave me a new move like once a week. Jim did. Yeah. And then, uh, what a trip. He'd let me like CC would give me old boards to try. Kirk Tice would give me old boards to try. And then, uh, it was crazy because, like, I didn't know about sponsorship. Like, I ended up winning some wetsuits when the uh, zipperless, Bill Long made the zipperless suits when Bob made those. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim set up a meeting for me to go meet up with Bob because I had all the snowboard gear and I wanted a wetsuit. And so I went... Where'd and, you get the snowboard gear? Uh, won it in the HB series. Okay. The SES contest back yeah. in the day. Like, I said, I'd watch his tent for him at night and he'd give me free entries. If I, if I went and watched his tent he would let me in the contest for free you know
2: so you're working for your entry yeah yeah <laughs> i mean pretty much security making sure nobody's running off with stuff yeah
3: yeah oh it was crazy like kissel would run up on you late at night like the <laughs> characters that would come down they're yeah like, yeah buddy i'm <laughs> hanging with you all night you yeah. know but it was it was cool you know because it was only about surfing at that age you know yeah. there was no like even the hard times i went through i didn't know they were hard you know because that was the life i was brought up and, yeah you know like, you
0: didn't know any different no i just yeah. got sick of it
3: you know but um, when, when i started meeting jim he started having me go to church and like do all this stuff and that was cool you know but like i just went there and went to sleep you know <laughs> yeah then eventually uh when i won that snowboard gear i went in there uh to bob's office and i'm like hey can i trade for a zipperless suit and he handed me a contract and i was like what's this and he's like He's like, I'll trade. No, this is what he said. He said, I'll give I'll trade you for the wetsuit but instead um, Why don't you? Why don't you write for us? And he handed me this paperwork and I just wanted a wetsuit So I look at the paperwork and I just handed it back to him and I'm like, I just want a wetsuit Bob like, <laughs> He's like, Ryan, I'm gonna send you on trips give you all the wetsuits you want what anything you need you I'll pay for your contests I'm like okay, you know, but I didn't have a parent to sign the contract. Yeah, you know, they were all out already out of my life. But then two weeks later, I was in Porto with Bill you know, and it was. And what? How old were you? Fourteen. So
0: like, you quickly excelled and and started showing talent.
3: Yeah, it's it's great. And Jamal
0: was like, probably told Bob like, dude, this kid's wicked good. Yeah, you know, that's what I mean. And he probably's like, he needs help too. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And these guys are both like Christians and they want to like help people. Yeah. Right.
3: That's what they're really religious. And when I kind of quit doing the religious thing, they kind of got bummed on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I was at my, like, I was at such a young age. Like, there was, I went up and down Main Street trying to get jobs. No one would hire me, you know, like Michelle Turner's like, Hey Ryan, you can eat here two, three times a day, but I can't hire you, but don't ever pay for food, sign the back of the slips and you're good to go, you know, but I I needed money for a daily routine, you yeah. know, so I ended up getting like pounds of weed from <laughs> like swaggy weed from Arizona and I would roll pre-roll joints and then I would just go meet Timmy in the back of the shack and sell 10 of the cooks freaking joints and I have 50 bucks, <laughs> you know? And all of a sudden I'm killing it, you know? So wait, wait quick when,
0: when did this happen? Like,
3: like right at the same time? Yeah, at the same time, because like I had my friends, my brother lived on 7th Street, and so I'd go by his house after gyms. and like there I had my party friends then, <laughs> you know? I just got back from church and everyone else was like, hey, you need to make money, do this, you know? And so I got a pound and fucking... Turned it into money, you know. (laughs) That's that's the way I did it, you know. And like, it's crazy because like at Dwyer, I used to like always bring herb there and sell it to people, like my friends, because I got kicked out of Sours eventually. Um, Had to go to Dwyer, and then um, same thing happened there. Yeah, (laughs) no, I Dwyer, I did good because Mr. Daly. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Craig Daly.
2: Yeah, man, he's the man, math and ceramics. Yeah,
3: and... when life got hard, Mr. Yeah. Daly introduced me to art and the love of surfing. You yeah. know, like, he wow. would talk surfing all day, and it, it was crazy, you know, but... We still see him out in the water. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it makes my day. Anytime I see him, he still drives the same trooper. Yeah, like, it's it's crazy. Like, he's, he's changed so many kids' lives, That's... you know, and there's not too many teachers that do that, yeah. you know? They go and do their job, but he actually loved what he did.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, he was awesome. I, I still have a bunch of pottery and ceramic stuff from uh, like, <laughs> when I was a kid. My mom kept it all. You know, he makes stuff for grandma and grandpa and, and yeah. friends, you know, and
0: then
3: like,
2: okay, here it is back. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Huh? <laughs> so here
0: you are, Bob Hurley puts you on the team.
3: Yeah, and I didn't even know what it meant. Yeah. You know? it's
0: No one ever. No. You didn't surf enough contests to like see other kids right like yeah. doing the contests and doing the resume and... Well, you'd
2: see people with stickers responsible are but you didn't know how it worked. yeah you, know? you don't like, know how to show I mean, up
3: and you're like what do you mean there's paperwork like, yeah what no, is... like yeah. contract i didn't know there was pro juniors until i was too old to do them you know like, yeah it's just that's the way it was you know because for me it was just about making it through life you know and was what surfing did for me like after um after i lived with jack um I ended up getting a D on my report card because I went to Porto during one of my tests. That—that that was my Porto trip. But then my teacher let me make up the test. But Jack's dad heard that the guy, the kid living with him, got a D, and he—I got kicked out that day, like within an hour's notice. You know? Wow. They're like, I, I got home from surfing, and Jack's like, dude, I'm so sorry. You have to leave. And I'm like, okay, can I find somewhere else? He's he like, no, no, my dad wants you out of here. Wow! So I was like, "Oh shit!" So now I have all this billbong shit, backpacks. I'm like, "I'll right, we'll pack everything up." You know what am I gonna do now? I, you know I'm not gonna stress on it. I went walk to the pier from Twenty First Street, freaking went surfing, and then uh, I was telling Steve Spagnoli I was like, "Hey, I just got kicked out. I'm fucking tripping right now. I started it started kicking in." And he's yeah. like, "Don't worry, come stay in my house." You know, I'm like Spags, yeah. Couch like, surfing. Yeah, all right, I'll do it. You know, and then. By the time I was 18, I lived in 50 different homes. <laughs> I did the, I, I did all the math, you know, and it was like because I'd go stay with somebody and a family until they I wasn't welcome anymore because you know it's a lot to take in somebody else's kid yeah with no money you yeah. know and so I would stay until that people were kind of acting a little different then I'd just go stay somewhere else and that's what surfing did for me you know it was just like that's why all my friends are my family. Because they are my family, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. It's not like, um, you know, they all open up their doors, you know? Like, I almost lived on every numbered street, you know, in Huntington. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, yeah. you know? And that's the thing. Like, when I moved to San Clemente, like, I started surfing with Shea. And um, Lost had Lost already sponsored me for partying. Like, they were...
2: Did, so, you, did you graduate or did you pull out? No, like... I got
3: kicked out sophomore year. I, sophomore. Quit, the, I quit the surf team and uh because me and verdone didn't get along and uh i took pe but i'd wake up in the morning go surf and um two weeks after quitting the team and taking pe like me and verdone were like very we, i'm surprised we didn't fight you know but he i got called into the office and um it was mr sapien the supervision guy and verdone sitting there yeah and they're like oh he's like I, I hear your parents live out of state and you're going to school illegally and i'm like i look at verdone and i'm like yeah You know, I'm doing what it takes to go to school. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I've been forging my way through school since seventh grade. Yeah. You know, but they're like, yeah, I show up every day. I'm doing my best and like, I don't know where I'm going to stay tomorrow, but like, yeah, I quit the surf team. I'm sorry guys. You know how political it was, you know, but that, that's where me and Verdone had our beef, you know, and it was like. I got kicked out of school. They they said it's legal
1: for you well, to. Well,
2: I mean, I don't know, you know. Obviously, you know his positioning, but just knowing him is like, yeah. you know, this kid's, you know, probably slinging weed. and, oh, yeah. You know, is the guy, and 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 you know, of course, he's, you know, a little bit more the straight and narrow, like most teachers and oh, yeah. and, and father figures.
3: But like, yeah, I mean, he, he's, you know, rubbing him the wrong way. And, and oh just yeah, like, me anyway. and him, me and him yeah. did not get along. You know, we do now. Yeah. You know, and like he's apologized for that. Yeah. But like. That but at the his, time, it's like, yeah, yeah he's probably protecting means, the other kids. Yeah, like, dude, his, we can't have this guy around. His team was so, like, everything at that time, Yeah, you know? And then I was the first freshman to make it in so many years, and he made a big deal about it. And then come nationals, I go surf my heat on the A-team, you know, which I shouldn't have been on. And then first wave, some guy drops in on me, but he ran into me, so we got a double interference. And then, and then so I'm like, fuck. I don't even know what to do. No one taught me about contests. Yeah. But um, long story short, Verdell made me wait all day. Mikey Riley was trying to get me right home. He's like, no, Ryan has to wait. And then the whole drive home, he's like, my team's like, my, my team's like a buck bucket full of water. You put your hand in it, your hand takes up that space. You take your hand out, the water fills that space your hand once took. Wow. You are replaceable. I'm like cool. I'll take PE next year. I don't care. <laughs> you know that's but insane. It, it was uh, I had a bad attitude because I did. I went through so much in my life already yeah. that surfing had to be fun for me. You know that was like yeah. my my safe spot.
0: So no more Huntington High School surf team.
3: Yeah. No, I, I homeschooled after that. It was cool. It helped me focus on life. Get, go and get a job and where'd you go where'd uh, you work I, service board. I worked in their warehouse and then um on gothard yeah in gothard and then i ended up getting a job in the front the storefront, and then main uh, street
0: location
2: yeah
3: yeah and then la ventina's so i do pizza delivery at night with nice. spagnoli
0: <laughs> spags yeah. when we talk about
2: those like first jobs and in, and in, in trying to figure out a schedule where it doesn't interrupt surfing yeah you know like usually it's evenings Everything. i yeah. had friends that worked at the uh movie theater obviously Bus boys, delivery you know but like, so what grade are yeah. you in
3: now like um, by that time uh, sophomore year okay yeah
0: so you're only like 16 yeah okay
3: I was 15 when that happened it was a uh, second second week of sophomore year and then um, after that like my brother actually moved out from Arizona and uh, he was doing the oil fields so he, he had a house on 7th Street uh, apartment he moved down there and I, I started staying with him and it was cool we, we did like you know f- about four or five months of living with him it was it was really cool but then when the school thing went down he was kind of pissed so he's like okay you guys start paying rent and I'm like all right how am I gonna do this you know and so uh, basically I started throwing parties on the weekends and like uh, Brandon Tipton he, he had a nitrous tank. He stole from Dwyer. It was, it was this tank. It was like a nitrous Oxide tank, you know, okay. and I'd go fill it up in Whittier. I'd hitch a ride to Whittier fill it up So and then I'd sell it at, we, at the parties we kind of, yeah, we'd have. Yeah, we charge five bucks at the door Okay, and then like that's when Pasha liquor Store was at 7th Street and every day that they fill up um, fill up their coolers me and like all the boys that were hanging out would would run across the street, grab as many cases as we could, run back into my house and just stock up. And then they-, they As
2: a delivery trucks, Yeah, like.
3: and, and, but they'd have all the alcohol, just a big old wall of cases, yeah. you know? And we'd, I, my house was literally across the street. We'd just run and grab as much as we could grab. Guy would come back out, we're looking at him through the window. He <laughs> like, wouldn't even yeah. know. Oh no, he was tripping. Yeah. He was like, where, where the fuck is this? Where did all my alcohol go, you know? And, and this is
2: before, like, this store lights and cameras.
3: His solution eventually became uh, to hire this homeless dude that hung out at Pasha. His name was Cowboy. But then we worked out a deal. We're like, Cowboy, just come by the house later and we got all the beer you want. You know? And <laughs> we would do that. But, like, we'd use that alcohol as a reason to charge at the door. Hey, we got free booze. Like, Where would you have the parties? At, at the- my brother's house. It was a one-bedroom apartment on 7th Street. Big Tony lived behind us. Um, he was partying in a one-bedroom. Oh, it, it, it was crazy. There was a fight every night. Like it was, But every weekend, we had a party. And we'd make, I'd make a couple grand every single weekend. And I'd just hand it to my brother. And he, he was tripping because he was like, you know, maybe 38. Hanging out with all these, like youngins going, yeah and he's like finding chicks and stuff and i'm like you're a creep you know but he was all about it you know yeah and uh, i did that for about a year with him and then i moved down to san Clemente. um my dad kind of sobered up and i was like i'm gonna give it a, i want to try to finish school off so i'm gonna go live with my dad and try to like finish school and so i moved down to san Clemente, and then uh with him yeah with him and then uh i was just surfing a lot and then, uh I was still going through the homeschooling system, so you only had to go to school once a week. Um, and then Shea Lopez was living down there, and Shea would pick me up, take me surfing. and In the bowl? <laughs> yeah. Him and Casey Curtis would be cruising, and like I was I just stoked. Like, they're all secretive. I'm looking at a joint with them. And, like, Were you school.
2: still riding for Billabong at that time, or did that, no, that ran its course I, after you drifted off? And I, the- I actually
3: got out of school, Bob really hit me up, and he's like, Ryan, because like, he already hit me up to see if I was... Asked me what I was selling. Yeah. He's like, Ryan, I hear you're selling weed. And I'm like, why well, am I, Bob? And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he didn't expect the straight up answer. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Bob, I asked you for a job last month. And I told you I'd ride the bus or a bike there and I'd come sweep your warehouse. Yeah. And I'm like, you only had to pay me like 15, 20 bucks a day. Oh, yeah. I'm all, but you said it was illegal to hire me. I was underage. I'm also the only job I can oh. do and put money on, it, on the table. Is the one you, you hit me up on. You know, that was the weed situation. Yeah. But then the school situation, Bob's like, Ryan, I'll pay whatever it takes to get your guardianship. And I'm like, well, it's already actually in the process. But my last guardian, my last guardian, it took six months for the whole process. And I'm like, they want it in two weeks. This is impossible.
0: So Bob was going to be your legal guardian?
3: No, to have my brother do it. Oh, okay. And but just like have somebody. But it took, He was going to pay to make it happen like if money could change it he would have changed it but there was no changing it and yeah. I, I just told bob hey i'm just not going to go to huntington i'm just going to homeschool yeah and so we parted ways you know he's like well he didn't fire me but i kind of quit because that company ambiguous back in the day yeah they uh gill was like we'd always party at his house and
2: the one on lake street of, yeah, yeah
3: yeah him scratch everyone you know jack coleman um mm-hmm. We just go hang out there, and then Gil's like, "Hey, fuck come down, ambiguous and they offered me some like crazy contract for my age. It was like, a, it was only travel fun Yeah, but it was cool. I never spent it, but <laughs> that's how uh, that's how I ended up. I lived with Gil for a little bit, but um, basically, what happened is two years went by with my contract, and then Chris Ward and John Robertson asked me to go to Tahiti with them. And I had plenty of money in my travel fund. So how did you connect with those guys? The ambiguous guys? Well, not the, with Chris Ward and... Uh, just when I was living in San Clemente. Okay. Cause I And then uh, when I was living in San Clemente, with well, my dad, I was surfing with Robo because Shay, Shay brought me over to Robo's house. And Robo looked familiar, right? Like I, I always looked at him and I'm like, I've met you before. You know, I got a good story coming up. Um, I'll just tell you guys right now. Yeah, like Robo, I was hanging with him, and it took so long to even realize who he was. But he had this big birthmark, he has a big birthmark yeah. on his face, you know. And I remember when I was a kid, I was surfing the hole, and uh, there's two kids over there. You know how it is when kids are looking at each other too long, you know, yeah. like these kids are staring at me, so I threw my hands up, yeah, you know? yeah, and what's I, up? And, they, and I started running out of them, they threw their hands back up, so I started chasing them, and they ran in the water. I was like, all right, pussies. And I, I, I ran up and grabbed their backpacks and walked away with them. You know, I'm like, dude, I'm a homeless kid already. Like, yeah. I got two backpacks. I got some new like clothes.
2: Super groms. Like, you're yeah. like 12, 14.
3: Like, yeah, 14, 15. Yeah. And uh, so I go up to the house. They had weed in there. They had money. Like, everything, you know. Pack packs were loaded. Brand new shoes. Like, I didn't have shoes that were brand new like that, you know. (laughs) And uh, I put all their clothes on. And then they went and bought me Harbor House. Because I went and walked over to Harbor House. I had a lot of cash. They're buying it for me. And then.
2: You ran into them a couple years later? No,
3: I thought I was the man. I I went back to the house, my friend's house that lived at Surfside. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting upstairs, start smoking her weed, and then uh, knock on the door. Uh, here it's, it's Orange County Sheriff's. <laughs> and, they called the cops on you? Yeah, get? they called the cops. I guess they saw me walking back from the restaurant wearing all their clothes. <laughs> 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 called me to the house, called the cops, you know. <laughs> and then, so uh, I had to go downstairs and talk to the cops. And uh, then I go out there, they, they said it was me as a witness, you know, and I'm wearing their clothes still. I had to go take their clothes off, give them their money back, what was left of it, you know? But they uh, put me in handcuffs, I'm in the back of the car, and uh, they're like, do you want to press charges? And I'm looking at them going, shaking my head, you better not, yeah, you know? And yeah. they're like, no, no, we won't. They just want their stuff back? Yeah, and so I gave them their stuff back, and then... Were you guys the same
0: age?
2: Yeah,
3: and then I, I didn't see Robo again for like 10, no, not 10 years, like 6 years. Yeah. But that's why he looked so familiar. Yeah. So You're addicted. Like, oh. But Shay, yeah, no, it didn't come out until like one day. Like every time I told Robo I'm like, I've met you somewhere. Yeah. Like we. I can't put met, my finger yeah. on it. And like, Shay brought me over to Robo's house. He's like, Here's kids your age. Go surfing with them every day. You know, and they were doing. those like Gorkin, Robo, Yeomans, all these guys, and uh, this guy John Perkins was the filmer.
0: So, okay, yeah. you you your dad moves to Saint Clemente Yeah. You're like, okay, this is perfect time for me to kind of rekindle my, my relationship with my dad. I'm gonna live with him down there. Yeah, and the ways are killer. Yeah, okay, and, it was and all weird. those guys. That's when all those guys were surfing lowers, T Street, Riviera, what's really
2: 204s. Yeah. What's really going wrong? And yeah. all the videos and the you know like the party scene. But you didn't
0: you didn't know anybody there.
3: No, just Shay. Shay introduced me to like. And how did you meet Shay? Uh, Jamal. Okay. And then... um, Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, Shay and Corey would stay at his
2: house in the summer.
3: And Shay, like, when I would go through hard times as a kid, like, I'd call Shay up. Like, I'm going to call this. Because the first time I met Shay, I told him I thought he was a chick. I used to have his poster on my wall. I thought, and I told Shay this, I'm like, hey, I thought you were a girl. You know, and he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I had your poster on my wall, it was the best girl turn i ever seen. And I was like, is she Lopez chick, rich? You know? And, and so, like, he's all helping me out and stuff, and I tell him that, you know? He's, But, like, he he'd always answer my calls. Yeah. whenever like times were hard i'd call shay up and he'd be like just That's talking so to me about awesome. surfing and bring me up uh he gave me one surfboard when i like when i was really doing contests and i was fired up he gave me the board he won the bud tour and ocean side on and i rode that thing i broke it three different spots what like, was it uh some xanadu. xanadu yeah and uh i broke that board in three different places i i and i had to like i He didn't, he just let me borrow it. He didn't give it to me, you know? (laughs) And I was like, I brought it back. I had like duct tape on the nose. And I'm like, Shay, I got your board back. You know, there's, there's some problems with it. (laughs) You know? He was like, just keep it, you know? But yeah. then he ended up hooking me up with Xanadu. So then like, I ended up having a lot of boards, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's like, when I moved to San Clemente, like Shay was living with Riola and uh, Corey in San Clemente. And uh, so he, he took me surfing and then, um, I, I've been going, I've been surfing lowers a lot by myself, you know, just getting dropped off by my dad and then going back getting picked up later on. And then she's like, Hey, you should come up to the house and check out the new Lost video. And I'm like, all right, that sounds cool. You know, were you
0: sponsored by anybody at that time?
3: Ambiguous, you okay. know? And, uh, I go up and watch the video and she's like, you gotta really pay attention to the end, you know? And. It's before it goes to like four screens after the credits and all of a sudden I see myself surfing. I'm like, Well, there's there's a section of me. There was like...
0: They put you in a movie.
3: Yeah, there was a bunch of waves and Shay knew it was me, but nobody else knew. There was no name on it, you know? And I was like, wait, Shay, I think that's me. And he's like, yeah, it is, <laughs> you know?
2: From lowers or just yeah, out from low, Yeah, from those
3: sessions of lowers. And then uh, he told Riola, he's like, hey, this is Ryan. You got to put his name on there. This is This is him surfing. And like, cause they didn't know who, who it was. They just put it Was in the, the movie not out yet, right? It was just getting finished. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: Like just pre- previewing.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. And then after that, like I started going up to the Lost House. They were having parties.
0: Think, what, what movie was that?
3: Um. Momentum
0: 3?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Wrath of Chicken. Um, <laughs> I think it was one of the, what's really going wrong or no, it's. One of those, what's really
2: going on? What's really going wrong? No, it
3: was after that, it was the third one that got dropped and mm. did get, didn't get in trouble for Ew. Uh, Lost Across America One, maybe, maybe, mm. yeah, it's probably that Lost Across America One. And then those guys were on fire, though. Man, really, I yeah, mean, he, he,
2: he ran you know the servant sport, you know, video buying yeah. job, and huh. He would trip yes. out on like how many? I mean, People, that's what we did in surf shops. We'd work, fold shirts, and watch
0: videos over at, and over. Every and over video, now. like all day.
2: Oh. I'm like, I'm getting paid to like watch surf videos.
0: Every <laughs> oh, person yeah. that tried to sell videos to us, yeah, I would have them give me
3: a video, and I'd watch it, and then I yeah, his it. his home collection oh, that's was perfect. yeah, yeah was that's, that's that, what it was all about with surf videos. Like oh, I, yeah, I would put the sound the like a, put put the music on that from the certain. Section oh for sure and you can just like have that surfing in your head and for you sure. can remember what Corey was doing you know during yeah. that during that song you know and uh, that's what it was all about that's how I got I even heard of Lost was Seth Matson gave me a, a VHS and it was an old Lost video and that was like right when they started making videos you know and I was yeah. like fuck it was the coolest thing ever they're partying fuck it. There's chicks, they're surfing good, and there's
1: yeah. Randall. They're yeah. doing everything everybody's, do-
2: everybody's doing all over the world as far yeah. as, like, you know, surf culture. But, like, they're the ones that put it on video. Yeah. 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 Oh, so It was crazy.
0: So that day, Riola, you got introduced to Riola.
3: Yeah. And, and that's,
0: they said, hey, you should put him on the team.
3: No, he didn't tell him to put him on the team. Be the party he, guy. He just said, put him in the video. They put his name on the video, you know? So they put my name on the section. But then uh, that's when I they had a party that night. And, uh, she was like, "Come back, we're having a party," and so I started partying. And then like I, I remember, guys were talking about the ecstasy they had or something like that. And they're like, "I just I got some Ferraris." Well, bitch, I got a bulbo. you know? Like, is that a Volvo, you know? And they, Riola thought that was so funny, you know? And I was like... Just totally naive. Yeah, and like what they I didn't even really were talking about ecstasy. <laughs> I was just telling him I had a Volvo, you know? <laughs> and, had the the Superman. Yeah. You had the
2: freaking, what is it? The, yeah, there was all kinds then of... Then we, yeah, then
3: we ended up fucking, like, pulling some chicks and having fun. And then Riola's like, you know what? I'm going to give you some clothes. Come by the factory this week. And then, so then, like, when I got clothes and then... Riola's like, hey, we're having another party this weekend, so I did, and then there was more girls, we had more fun, and then Riola's like, hey, I'm gonna start giving you some cash when you go to party, cause like, you're partying Huntington, San Clemente, Newport, like I just I want somebody wearing my clothes partying, and I'm like, all right, cool, so I had a beer sponsor, you know.
1: Mike
0: Riola said you're gonna be my party sponsor. Yeah, they
3: sponsored me the go pool chicks party and have fun in know? lost clothing yeah and, and like the second the video section didn't matter which yeah, is like yeah which is
0: kind of genius yes. it's genius
3: yeah yeah but it was,
0: but it's like
2: gnarly it's like yeah, early it influencer was, yeah <laughs> Oh
3: yeah. and then
0: <laughs> this kid's good looking he rips yeah. and he knows how to party
3: yeah and it check, was, check 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 <laughs> it was like they, they would just give me clothes every weekend there was parties and like they'd make sure i was having fun you know and so i was you know and then I started washing windows. I didn't even care about surfing. I was partying on the weekends and working all week, you know. And then me and Riola uh, went down to lowers one day. And uh, we're surfing lowers. And it was only, like, me, him, and two other guys out. It was really shitty. And some, some kid goes up to, like, in front of me and Riola. And he's like, hey, are you on the world tour? And I'm like. Well, to you. Yeah, well, me? No, I get paid to party. You know? <laughs> I get paid to drink, dude. That's it. You know? and, um, He's like, you should be on the world tour. And then, uh, I look at real and I'm like, yeah, there you go. You know? Hey, let's, let's, let's bump this
2: up to not just Huntington and San Clemente parties. Yeah. Let's bump this yeah. up to,
3: like, let me party out somewhere else. <laughs> I need to go to Australia, Europe. Yeah, and then he's thinking, um, somehow, like, we walked, this is before everybody got picked up and dropped off at Lowers. We did the walk and, yeah, he was like thinking about it, and he's like, "Hey Ryan, there's the East Coast tour coming up next week." Because I'm already living at the Lost House at this time. Time went by. I went through. I, I just went through a big gap. Yeah. But like, uh, I'm living at the Lost House now, and uh, my brothers are already living there, and I'm still just getting paid to party because that's why I brought my brothers in with so, more partners. Take us back to. But you're like, still surfing yeah. a lot. Take us back but to. I didn't to, surf that much. Like, I so just, what?
0: Where is the Lost House, and who was living there? What was that all about? Okay, well, like.
3: Shay, like Shay, told me he's gonna move move out of town, and like me and my dad were getting into it. That's what happened. Like me and my dad weren't weren't getting along, but I was still hanging at Robo's every day, and then going to the Lost House on the weekends. And it was across. And when the- you say
0: Lost House, it's a Lost Clothing, Lost Surfboards house. Yeah,
3: it was like all the characters, all the team riders. Randall. Go, they, yeah, they go chicken. To, Oh, it was Randall, Chicken Willie, uh, this guy Tonan. Um he's from venice he's a madman but like on the level of chicken and randall you know that's where all the uh randall stair surfing video yeah. stuff comes from that house and like every that house was out of control party i mean did riola live in that house yeah riola lived there uh cory lopez shay lopez they were roommates and then adam beers and um, Randall and lived. anybody
2: else that came in from Ran, out of town. Yeah, Randall
3: like, lived out front in a tent, like down there was it was on a hill in Sacramento. And uh, there was a tent down at the bottom of the house, this three story house.
0: Remind me, did Randall surf?
3: No. He got paid. He got paid two grand a month to be a derelict. You know, like two grand yeah. back then. Yeah. Two. Well, as soon as Lost did the licensing bill they used Randall on so much stuff. Yeah. And burned his hair up. Yeah. Like, he'd get beat up and. I, it, yeah, it, hilarious. Yeah. But yeah,
2: he he earned that two grand. They gave him
3: two grand a month, and he ended up buying land in Utah, I believe, and now he lives on his land. <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yeah, he, he's changed. Like, he's sober now, I think, or I don't Hopefully, know. Yeah, uh, we'll say he's sober. Hopefully, yeah. doing well. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was crazy times, and you go up to that house and just trip, you know. And then eventually, I got asked to move into that house, so I was like, all right, cool. And then so Corey and Shay moved out, and then Riola moved out instantly. I'm just here with derelicts. I'm fucking out of here, you know? (laughs) And so, like, there was a void in there. So I moved one of my brothers in. And then eventually, we're just having the parties every weekend. And then I had two other brothers move in. So
0: basically, that house was a parties marketing tool for Lost. Yeah.
3: 100%. It was high school girls, all the cool kids and it, it was it was just that's what made lost you know they yeah. had filmers running around with cameras and you know wardo would show up and beat half the kids up and <laughs> <laughs> it was a lost it was a full lost vibe you know i mean the house had caves in it with mirrors everywhere like it had weird vibes <laughs> you know and um uh, like we had uh this girl jessica she was uh, Ox's girlfriend before she died, or uh, Ox died, but, like, she was a reef model at the time. She, you know, she would stay there, and our rules for her to stay there is she had to clean in her G-string, you know? So, like, we had some reef model cleaning her, freaking vacuuming our floor all day, you know? it was. She lived there, too. Yeah. <laughs> but she... Her way of paying rent was vacuuming in the phone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the,
2: the 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 scene they had down there was like, I mean, loose but yet like smart. You oh, know, yeah. like they knew what they were
3: doing. The They're, cops would show up every single party. Don't worry, we got your boards. They'll, they'll, oh, get... we'd lock the cops out, right? Every door was locked, and it got to the point where, like a year into it, they got sick of us not answering, and so they fucking started turning the power off. So everybody would walk out, you know. It was, it was crazy because it was a rich neighborhood. It wasn't like a ghetto like house. This was like a house you could see the Pacific from, you know. Like, but, <laughs> you guys
0: are ruining the property oh, yeah. values. My
3: brothers did. That's how I got stuck in New York. You know, like when me and Rola are walking up from Lowers that day, like I'm going going back to the house, whatever, thinking everything is cool. And he's like, "Hey, there's an East Coast tour coming up. I want you to go do it." And it was the the ECSE tour where you start in Virginia, then you go to Jersey, then you go to New York. He's like, it's two months long, but what do you got going on? I'm like, oh, nothing. Let's go. You know, I'm like, can you pay for things? Because I, I don't have money, you know? And so he's like, yeah, I'll pay for everything. So we do and that. this is the
0: day that the kid said you should be on the World yeah,
3: Tour. Yeah, this is right after surfing Lowers that day. And so he, he was like, oh, whatever. He gave me a chance, you know?
2: He's like, we need this vibe on that East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: But, I see, my thing was is I was so used to the partying vibe. I wasn't into the surfing side of it. You know, when it came to surfing contests, I got real hard for me, especially on the East Coast. Because you go to Virginia, and it's like there's... One foot. Yeah, there's a hurricane freaking a mile off the coast, and it's half foot. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, we went to Virginia. We killed it. And then uh, we went to Jersey, had a good time, did all the contests. You know, we're doing lost parties everywhere. And then uh, my first session in New York... Like I literally got in the water an hour before, and then the photographer, the guys from Unsound Surf Shop, I just met them, and uh, it was Mike Nelson and Dave Juan. And then I meet Nelly's like, "Hey, I shoot photos and film. You want to go surf?" And I'm like, "Yeah, cool. Let's go." A hour into that session, I get a, I get Nelly on the beach going, "Ryan, Ryan, come here." He's on like, his phone to his ear. I get out of water, and he's like, "Hey, real was pissed. He wants to talk to you." I was like, "Okay." Hey Mike, what's up? You know, I've been on these coast for two months now. You know, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm standing in front of the house right now. I can't go inside. There's police tape all around the house. Oh, one, one or two of your brothers is in handcuffs. The other two they're looking for." Um, How many brothers did you move in? Four. Uh, well, there's four of us. Three, three other brothers. You know, and then uh, I, I'm like. What happened? He's all, I'm calling. I, I want to find out from you. I didn't have a cell phone. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't. I don't know what happened, Mike. I've been over here for months. Yeah. You know. And he's like, Well, Ryan, until you find out what your brothers did, you're fired. No, no that check. Sucks. No check. No plane ticket home. You're stuck in New York. And I was like, Oh shit, you know. And so he hangs up on me. I look at Mike Nelson and uh, the owner of Unsound, I just met an hour ago. I'm Like, hey, uh, do you need a guy to do uh, surf lessons, finger <laughs> repair? And like, you got a couch I can crash on. He's like, Yeah, actually, that sounds all the above sounds good. Wow, dude. And so I was like, Cool. So,
0: wait, why did you say Mike? Like, did you plead
3: your case? Like, oh, dude, he, he you set me over here. Yeah. I'm, I'm over like, here. Yeah. I'm he, doing what you wanted me to do. He was pissed because I moved my brothers in the house and they did it, you know. And eventually, I talked to my brothers and uh, they. They paid rent and the landlord didn't like the parties and so he told them, Hey, there's a thirty day notice And they're like, You know, they were young and they come from a crazy past, so like you can't kick me out. Yeah. So they had a house trashing party and they condemned the house. They broke the stairs, they broke every window, all our furniture, like everything I owned got thrown from my room out onto the hillside. Like I never they destroyed. Ne- never did. They they totally condemned the house. I was living in San Clemente, in your I was living in San Clemente last year, two years ago, and they were still working on that house. Shut the and, front and door. just because they're doing it with insurance and the guy's really dialing it in, but that house has been getting worked on for like 19, 20 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, two of my brothers went to jail, like, they found guns and freaking, they, were, right, old, they right. were old, they were old gifts. Yeah. Like, it was like some old World War Two gun that my brother had that wasn't registered. Yeah. But, um, yeah. My other brother, it, he's been in jail. I haven't seen him since, you know. So like, so crazy, yeah. yeah.
0: So, you're in New York, yeah. Mike Nelson, or like, Riola. Mike, no, no, no. The uh, uh, unsound Mike, guys. Yeah,
3: Mike Nelson's shooting photos, yep. and filming, and
0: and called. he he welcomes you to his house, yeah, tells and me to... welcomes you to his, you know, yeah. world.
3: Yeah, told me to come cruise, and so like, we're sitting there. And it's still it, summertime. Yeah, it's, oh, it's prime time. It's like, this is the end of August. And um, this is when the hurricanes start, the water warms up up north. So the hurricanes start go swinging that way instead of going to the Gulf. And fuck, the waves were going off. Like the waves didn't stop. All we did was surf and like they, they just.
0: You picked a good year to go.
3: Oh yeah, they bought pizza the whole time. And then the contest came in like three weeks later and I made some money in the contest. So I was good on money for a while. But I was like I had nowhere to go back home to. Yeah. So, so I stayed now, in New York.
0: Back then yeah. so, <clears throat> did you realize that you were that great of a surfer? Like
3: No, I didn't care about it, you know. Like I didn't I just had fun with it. If yeah. it was surfing for me was always fun. And like when I did contests it brought out a bad vibe with me. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't care to compete because that took the fun out of surfing. But you
0: were doing things that most kids weren't doing yet. Yeah, right?
3: no, it was crazy like Jim all when I was when I was 14. There's a Like I went to go to Jim's house. I went to Jim's house a Couple months ago to ask him for the footage because there's I did a backflip when I was 14 and and, and 94 no grab backflip it, it was no grab I I've never done one like that since it was like the video clip it's straight inverted upside down land it and pull it and and that's what in 94, you know, Um but like I asked Jim on the way, a backflip, no grab. Yeah, and it's not a rodeo like one of the spinning ones. This one was a straight backflip, you know, like and up, yeah, like upside down, like the board you're looking at it complete. And the way I had my tail whipped out, somehow it worked out. But I I stuck it, you know, and I went to Jim's house because I was like, fuck, I want to get that video clip. That's the only one that stuck with me throughout all, you know. yeah. You, yeah. you film a lot and they're all the same, you know, but like this one was like the rarest one I've ever done. And I, I was like, Hey Jim, what's up with that footage? You know, like, can we go through the old tapes and can I get some of the footage? He's all, Oh, I erased it all. Shut up. Like, Oh, you erased the footage.
1: Yeah, why, would, why would you do
3: that? He's like, everyone quit asking for it. So I, I threw it all away. I'm like, what about, cause he had the, the OP riots too. I wanted to get that footage just to have from my archives. You know? Yeah. And he, he had, it. when they went and took everybody's cameras during the OP riots, he had a camera stashed in a bag, and he got so much footage of Kern and Aki ripping while everyone was flipping cop cars. And wow. It's going, and, and he erased that, too. And I was like, Jim, why the
0: Yeah. What why? Idiot.
3: Yeah. I'm like, why would you do that, dude? And you know, like, he his archives were crazy. Yeah. I would sit there yeah, and watch.
0: You know who's got sick archives, too? is Kito.
3: Oh, yeah. Kito has sick ones. Yeah. Yeah, so, Jim was kind of like the billabong like videographer. Yeah, yeah, you know
2: for like everybody coming through Huntington Newport yeah. and
3: he made this one video called a- Aki backside and that's what CC trained on. That's what I trained on Shay Corey trained on like Aki backside. Yeah, it was only Aki going backside and it was the longest like the, it was like over an hour of Aki Just, backside and then he had a current section. That was all current reversed, so it was all goofy foot current, and like that's what we had to study every single night there. So epic. It, it,
0: that's it, what's mind blowing about interviewing people, yeah. Like you, yeah. Like this is crazy that somebody like Jamal had a video. Bones.
3: It was to trade
0: you and Shay and Corey.
3: Yeah, any of those guys, <laughs> any of those guys, you can ask him about the Oxy Aki backside video, and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Wow! And it, it was there was a lot of time put into it, but like he even deleted that shit. You know, what a dummy, dude. Yeah, he's all like, he, he's just a different person now. He's he's old and seen now. You yeah. know.
0: So going back to New York,
2: yeah, you're in New York, you get you're stuck accepted, in New York. You're hanging out, yeah, doing surf lessons, yeah, and surf like...
3: lessons, ding repairs, and then. Um, Throwing parties, yeah, <laughs> we, we we were partying a lot. Like it's crazy. Actually, the first U.S. Open party, um, I got I got in a fight. Like uh, my buddy, my buddy was playing. His band was playing
0: in New York, or yeah, here?
3: in New York. And we're going around the, the a U.S. Open party though. No, it was uh, unsound. And okay. we go around the Statue of Liberty. It's a booze cruise, and we're going around. Everyone's singing the Star Spangled Banner. Freaking. Uh, uh, the band's playing, and I go in the mosh pit, me and Veers, and we we'll go in the mosh pit, and we're so drunk, I look around, and everyone's on the ground. I'm like, well, we took them out, Beers," you know? <laughs> and then the, this group of kids come up, comes up to me, and they're like, fucking leave, beat it. I'm like, what, you want me to jump and swim? You know, like, we're on, we're on a boat right now, didn't you notice, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, or I'm like, we could just put a pause on this, and you can meet me behind the shop at Unsound tomorrow if you really want to fight me, you know? I'm all, but... Do you want to get embarrassed now, or do you want to just take a walk behind the shop, and I won't tell anybody what I did to you? (laughs) You know, the guy cocks his fist back, and then so we went at it. I just beat him up real quick, and then there was two guys that came up to me, and I'm on top of the other one, smashing his head. And I look at the other guy, I'm like, "You want some?" He's like, "No," (laughs) he he said, "No," you know. And then, but then the whole group of kids from Long Beach, who are all now my really good friends, they all wanted to jump me that night. You know, but this guy, Salerno, who's like, this guy's got gorilla paws. They're like this big, dude. His fists, or he's like one of the only, yeah, he's one of the only only people I've ever turned down for a fight. You know, (laughs) when he got mad at me, I'm like, I'm not going to fight you. I know the outcome, bro. (laughs) I don't want to get beat up. Yeah. Sledgehammer over there. This this guy, Salerno. Salerno. Yeah. He's fucking Salerno, you know, like (laughs) fucking guy's a beast, you know, like him and his brothers, but they're like, take Italian. They surf too? Yeah, he serves, like, he, he loves to get barreled, and, like, he hooked me up the most, but, like, that night, he basically kept me from getting jumped, and then uh, the next day, everyone was cool with me, and then I just kept working at the shop, uh, like, I worked hours there, and, like, I taught them how to fold, because I had all the Huntington service sports style, and, like, nice. you yeah, gotta get the clipboard, you gotta fold it like this, you know, taught them how to properly fold their shit, <laughs> and then uh, do jean repairs, and then, like, fucking time went by and we're filming We're getting so much footage lost already released a the video. So like, we know they're not going to make another one for like 50 years. So I'm like looking at Nelson and I'm like, I can have more people come out and like, we can start doing our own videos. You know, I'm like, I'll sit there and edit it with you guys. You know, I took in school when I did go, I did video production, you know, like I did editing classes and all that. I'm like, let's, Let's fucking bang out some videos, you know? And um, he's like, I never thought of that. I just gave real of my stuff. I'm like, we'll get all the stuff back and we'll use whatever he didn't. And so, like, we ended up getting a couple, like, then years go by and I'm still there, you know? So you
0: moved there. You,
3: yeah, like... I had nowhere else to go, you know? And, like, the, the vibe there, like, the East Coast vibe on surfing, it's crazy because they don't get waves every day. So they appreciate it. Yeah. And, like, the surf stoke out there, it's it's, it's a different vibe yeah, for sure. So and all all that first party. winter
0: though, were you just
3: like Oh no, I did, I only stayed there and then I'd go to Hawaii in the winter. And, <laughs> and I'd go to Hawaii for six months. And then uh What what boards were so
2: cut ties with lost or did things mellow no, out? I was, you...
3: No, like I basically that's how I got to Hawaii. I called real up and I'm like, Hey, i I've, I've been here since, you know, I still haven't talked to my brothers, but I want to be on the team still, and I want to go to Hawaii. So he sent me out to Hawaii, and Mike Nelson just got a free ticket from Body Glove and a house at Rocky Point. It was Liam at McNamara's house on the beach there. So I was like, fuck, I have a place to go. I just need a ticket. So Viola yeah. bought me a ticket, sent me some boards.
0: So he, he finally came back around, Yeah, Riola.
3: It was just a couple of months of silent treatment. And then once we did uh, once that went down, like – I just stayed in Hawaii, and then they're like, it, the next year I came back for the whole hurricane season and stayed at Nelson's house again, and then everybody starts talking shit. They're like, "You fucking California, <laughs> you you know, you come over here in the summertime when the the hurricanes are warm, you know, like yeah, you're not putting yeah, you're yeah, not it over time. Time or, you're, not, yeah, you're not over here doing the nor'easter, you know." And I'm like, "Well, hit me up and I'll come," you know. And uh, I remember it was my second second winter in Hawaii. Uh, from going from New York and then they called me and they're like, hey, it's fucking St. Paddy's Day swell." Yeah, it was St. Paddy's Day. It was like the biggest storm in New York history that they're claiming. So I flew out and fucking, it was no joke. Like, So you had, had you already experienced? No, no snow. I didn't surf in the snow yet. Yeah, Not was, yet. Yeah, I was in Hawaii for two months and then flew back for this swell and uh, fuck, you, you do the red eyes so you end up landing at five AM and I mean you get outside and it's just white. Yeah. And it's like four feet, five feet of snow, you know? Like on the street, you know? And like, can I get back on the plane? Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm like call Salerno. I need need some weed. (laughs) I need to get really stoned for this. Because I'm too sober for this shit. But it's
2: amazing what you'll put your body through when waves are perfect. You know, you're
3: like Oh, but it wasn't perfect that day, Uh, you know, it was the storm was hitting, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, we get to Rockaway beach in Queens and you know, there's fucking wild dogs running everywhere and the snows like we jump, we, we, we suited up just to get it out of the way. I threw my suit on fucking six, five, four with lobster claws and shit. And I, I fucking jump off the boardwalk and the snow is just like beyond my waist and you're like having a hard time getting to the the water, you know? And then we fucking we went surfing the worst waves ever it was like waist to chest high and fucking blown she out went. yeah blown out i go out and catch two waves and i'm like okay i got it out of the way i surfed here now fuck you guys <laughs> you know <laughs> and they're like no well the waves are gonna pick up i'm like i hope so you know so we go back to the shop hang out and the storm just gets super crazy this blizzard was like the one of the biggest blizzards i've been in the next morning fucking the waves were, like, 8 to 10 foot perfect, like, offshore. offshore yeah. yeah, offshore, like, to the point where it's snowing, and, like, the snow's, like, blowing all crazy. And this couple of barrels I got, it was, like, a, it was weird to see the snow coming through a barrel when you're pumping through it, you know? Wow. It was, like, a whole different trip, and I've only seen that with that storm, you know? Yeah. But, like, I remember fucking getting as stoned as I could get, and by the time I paddle out, I'm sober, you know? It doesn't yeah. matter, because the water was... The water was 32 degrees and the wind was negative nine. And it, it was like, it was crazy. You get Those coasters like, oh, are like, so gnarly. Yeah, it's thick. It's like mud. You know, the water's not like surfing here. You go yeah. over there and it's like, when you fall, you're not. It's not letting you under the water as fast. You know well, that,
2: and you got freaking all that rubber. You're like a freaking buoy. Yeah,
3: it, it's crazy. And then, um, but that day that was so good, and Nelson he had to do something with his kids. So he just dropped me off to the beach with Salerno and like, we surfed for like three and a half, four hours first session. We went back, grabbed some pizza real quick, changed suits, paddled back out. We surfed eight hours that day. And it was like, cause
2: swells you guys know like, Hey, it yeah. only lasts like that, that yeah, short interval. It's
3: quick, quick, you know, but like that, that swell, we got like four days of surf and it was firing and Nelson got a lot of good stuff, but like, the best stuff he wasn't there and it was like all-time new york
2: how do you even video like you're just on the on the beach with the same oh fucking he, he snow goes, gear?
3: yeah he goes under the boardwalk and just fucking sits there he has all the, like jackets for his cameras and all this shit. so he, this is rockaway that you no, guys... that was rockaway was the first spot i surfed in the winter and then it, we went to long beach uh lido beach yeah. which is like Their porto they call Lido Escondido, you know, (laughs) Lido
0: Escondido. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, I've surfed um Long Beach and I've surfed uh Gilgo,
3: yeah, yeah, Gilgo is sick. I've I've gotten Gilgo good, then there's a wave uh, on the way to Gilgo, it's uh, demos. You ever surf that? Like, Mm -mm. I don't know, people might get bummed if I talk about that. It's like snapper left, but it only breaks like every 10 years, yeah. but you can talk about it, yeah, man, yeah. you know, like swell wind, yeah.
2: sandbar, you know, like what, what about, <laughs> what about, you know, Sharky? Like,
3: oh, there's, you know, I've never worried about sharks there. Yeah. You know, it's not like Hatteras, you know, like Hatteras, you got big ass bulls, but like Long Beach, I'm sure they're there. Yeah. But
2: I mean, it's the same thing everywhere. It's like Cal- California has so many sharks and people like, I guess we're just used to not really talking about it yeah you know yeah. like so you'll see surfline, you'll see a freaking shark breaching
0: out like lowers camp. yeah you're yeah. like they're here <laughs> oh yeah it's so you your life was New York yeah and then wintertime you would split to Hawaii for a couple months yeah how, how many years
3: did you do that for And for like 15 years I was going over there in the winters but eight years I was pretty much over there most of the time if I wasn't lived in New York for eight years well I, I five years I was there full-time but then the, the other three I had a room but I would fly around and come back and my that was my home base you know yeah but uh it I a lot more opportunities popped up out there you know like when I when I started surfing a lot like over there and started like Eventually, Eastern Surf Magazine put me in, and there was a surf. Uh, Mike Fry had Surf News Magazine. Yeah. And fuck, uh, I got like a couple cover shots eventually, you know? Like, first guy from California to be on these East Coast mags, and they didn't even put shots on me until it was the cover. It had to be like the best photo that they saw of a California, like, uh, it had one to be that good. they couldn't, could deal with the racism. You know, yeah. you know what I mean?
2: It, they got such a like, a cool like east coast like support system you yeah, know like yeah. there's yeah. you know california surfers that you know you, you know regional surfers but east coast like there's a lot of successful guys that just kind of banked off of like oh yeah being an east coaster
3: yeah and that's the thing like some, i heard people saying i moved out there for money like to make more money like
0: yeah <laughs> you got stuck out there
3: yeah right? i fucking like, the, the rumor came back that i moved there for a business move and i was like well, I did start making more money, but I didn't think of it like that, you know, like, (laughs) I, I honestly, first session, I got stuck, and, um, they were so cool, in the east coast, I was so, like, on such a high from being on the east coast, and all the surf stoke. like, it wasn't, like, here, where California breaks all the time, like, HB breaks every day, it's consistently shitty, you know, but, like, the good days that you get over there, they're, there's more good days per year, you know. When you get those storms, because the what the, the sand's sitting, you know, it's just sitting there, and the sandbars are all formed up, and then all of a sudden you get a swell and it's going off. But back then, is different than now. There's so many surfers in New York now. Like, yeah, I go there now, and I don't get the same vibe. And it's nothing against New York. It's just
0: that's everywhere, dude.
3: Yeah, that's everywhere. Everywhere around the world, it's surfing is so big. It's so crazy. Yeah, crowded you
0: know? now. When you look back to when you first started going there, yeah. or when you, you know, that first year, were you looking around going, man, there's not as many good surfers? Oh, there was no surfers.
3: We we were looking for people to surf with. Yeah, you know, like because there's a lot of great surfers yeah. from oh, New yeah. York, New Jersey. There's, there's really good surfers, but it's not like, but it wasn't like the
0: West Coast
2: yeah. where it's like, yeah. fuck, everybody seems to be like good or you know better than average oh
3: it's crazy it's uh the guys that surf good you're kind of traveling with that Hawaii trip and then you're going to Cali for the U.S. Open and then back to New York and but you're doing the ECSE tour after that you know and then you hurricane season you end up in Outer Banks to to Long Island you know yeah and it's crazy because you see everybody at the same spot you know like you'll see Sam Hammer there for sure Mike Gleason yeah um Balaram he's everywhere now but like he was just the grom in the car you know yeah like his mom showed up to the shop and she's like you know my my kid wants to surf a lot and his brothers we knew yeah like his brothers were always hanging and uh fuck like Balaram just was our little sidekick and um super grom yeah like I've taken when he was a kid he went to Tahiti with me he used to come stay over in Cali when I was living back in Cali he'd come stay with me for like a month or two you know, and then he would have like Mason would be staying at my house too. So you'd have like Mason and the would be surfing guys like that. And, um, we, we just filmed, you know, and that's, that's pretty much what everybody learned at my house was like, you Film, know, I had and, Grevo. Yeah, Revo was there, you know, and like, uh, Paul Cerrone, like I turned them into filmers where there were people that I was living on their couch before I made money surfing. And so then I took them and I was like, Hey, yeah, I can make you money now. Cause we have like 10, 10 of the boys coming over. They're all pro surfers and they're all sponsored by other companies. Let's fucking start banging out edits, you know, and then I'll turn it into money. But that's years later, you know? <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's so fucking
2: No, cool. but it's cool that uh, like, you know, yeah, you have the talent pool. You guys are already making and filming yeah. and stuff. And it just, I mean, you're networking and doing what you're, yeah. What you wanted to do. Hey, I
3: just want to go surf and film and my like, yeah, so you were In New York for like eight years. Yeah, but in the beginning like the third Let's say the third year like we were, all I was always telling Nelson. Let's do some videos, you know, and um, I was like fuck the wave quality is so insane and then the talent pool that comes through every year is insane and then Let's get a couple more guys over here and let's get them a surf in the snow and let's go, let's go show, let's go fuck with some people in the city and get some clips. I'll walk around with a board or whatever it takes, you know? Yeah. But like, we made this video called Couch Tour. And that's like the first surf video to come out of New York. And like pretty much the Northeast, it was the most reputable video. And I sat there editing it with Brian Walsh, Nelson and Dave Juan. Like we took all the footage that we had from all those years and fucking sat there editing it. and. I told them I don't want my name on any of this shit. I'm like, this is going to help my career, you know. You guys take the money and like I was calling accounts for and helping them sell it, you know, like it was it, it, it's a team effort over there. It's family, you know, and it was such a new sport. Like New York surfing's not new, but the at way the time, we were putting it together, yeah. we created a market. Cuz
0: unsound was pretty new too.
3: Yeah, they were small. Yeah. They were tiny little like the shopping center that they're at now they were like a third of the size as they are today you know they've gotten the the neighbor moves out and they'll get that unit yeah and then so on and so on yeah but like nobody when we were there in the beginning like in the winter time you'd be surfing with like four ten people on the pumping days you know and that's that's why i loved it you know that's why i kept going back after surfing there in the winter time like them calling us pussies i was like I'll get a brand new wetsuit go be there to dry yeah. <laughs> yeah. as long as you got the right yeah. equipment
2: and like you know suits yeah.
3: like... and there's no one out. And yeah. where else in the world can you go and have nobody out? in those first like eight years, there was nobody around and we were getting barreled. Surfing, having fun. I'd have some friends fly out. And
2: like, what would, like, the locals, like, would they just not surf, like, seasonally? Or would they, yeah, they bounce are, and go yeah, down a to, like, seasonal Caribbean, but, Costa, yeah. like, Central America?
3: Yeah, well, Long Island, you got 100 miles of beach breaks. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, we wouldn't always surf Long Beach, you know? We'd be going to Montauk, Rhode Island, Maine, you know? Like, went to Nova Scotia a couple times. Like, there's so many different waves yeah. around there that you... You can find ways all by yourself. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's, there's been times where I've seen other people get stuck out there, you know, and see their reactions. Like, after 9-11, like, um, the Unsound Pro ended September 10th, and then I made um, my, I think, one of my first Pro final. I made my first Pro Final September 10th. It was a QS, like, one star, and it was the Unsound Pro. And I got second. The... The next day was 9-11, you know? But, like, fucking everybody that was out there with me was stuck losing their mind. People were paying $800 for a one-way Amtrak ticket to take the train back yeah. to, you know? Yeah, get out like, of town. Yeah. Like, it, it was, there's been so many different crazy times in New York. Like, the the community gets so strong, you know? Then you have Sandy. Like, that place is... Were you
0: there for Sandy, too?
3: No. I, that's kind of when I quit going. you know, they had the Quicksilver Pro mm-hmm. Kind of got married that week, mm-hmm. you know, like I was out there for the trials. I lost and everybody thought I was still in New York, so I didn't have to go back to work. And I just eloped to Vegas and got married. <laughs> you know and then surf trips kind of quit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us
0: about that we, we were talking outside about how you told your friend I'm gonna do I'm gonna win this contest. I'm gonna. Do a, a backflip? Oh, the rodeo! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: We're uh, me and my buddy. We're driving to what contest the, uh, was it? Sorry, San Diego Maddox, uh Matt something Maddox. Okay, um, it was an air show, but we were driving down there and like we were filming a lot and I was doing a lot of rodeos and like guys had done them, you know, but with less rotation, you know, guys like the Gorkin flip was just a straight roll, you know, but the rodeo is It's a 540, you know, so you're going, you're going and landing backwards and you're spinning landing backwards and spinning. So it was like, that's the difference, you know, that's why it's not a Gorkin flip, but like Gorkin did the straight roll. But like, anyways, we were filming and, um, sticking them a lot. And then we're going to the San Diego contest and I was telling my buddy that it's filming and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to, I'm going to land with those today, but I'm going to land at the final and we're just talking shit, you know, like smoking a joint on the way down. And um, we're surfing the contest and over the waves. Where was it at? It was like head high. It was at uh, contestable. Like, yeah, it was actually good for uh, the the wave. It was at. It was what's that? Not Scripps Pier. It's La
2: Jolla shores. No, no, uh, Torrey Pines. No, No. past
3: Torrey Pines. It's uh, Pacific Beach. Yeah, PB PB Pier. Okay, and it's never good there, you know. And um, it's Dog Beach and then the pier. Yeah. So it was at the pier, and then it was, like, a San Diego round contest. And so, like, my first couple heats, I did a couple pretty inverted, like, full rotation airs. And this is in 06, you know? So, like, guys weren't doing those a lot. Yeah. And they were giving me, like, threes, fours. And I was, like, and I was like, fuck, I got to do something big because they want one of their boys to win, you know? And so I just held it out and then uh, made the final. And then come final time, I did two really fucked up airs. And then they're saying the scores on the loudspeaker, and they're like, that's a six, that's a seven. And I'm like, damn, it should be... In- the other guys are getting eights, you know? Wow. Nines. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta do something. So everybody paddled next to me, next to the pier, because I was the only one surfing the left off the pier. And everybody paddled to the left I was at. So I said, fuck it, I went down the beach, and then all of a sudden a right came to me, and there was no rights. And I did it, stomped it, and I got a 10, and fucking... Ended up winning it. Thank you very much. Yeah, didn't show up to the award ceremony. Just Sean Ward grabbed my trophy for me. He, wow. He, he, he did a speech for me, you know, and I, I went straight to the airport and went to Indo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you told your friend. You are gonna you were going to do a backflip. Yeah. Win the and go to Indo. Win the yeah. and go to Indo.
3: Yeah, I didn't have a ticket to Indo. I just went straight to the Like, I went packed boards and went straight to the airport. Like, I didn't know Sean Ward gave a speech for me until I saw him, like, six months later. Yeah. Know, like, he had my trophy still, you know. <laughs>
2: what was uh what was the dollar amount
3: uh, i think it was $2500 $2, or 5 grand or something yeah. and then lost matched it they said if i won the contest they'd match it so i think i made 5 grand it was 25 and 25 awesome and um, no, that was cool that was like that's when i started going on real trips and and not having to pay for them out of my own pocket yeah. and then getting real checks you know just cuz it Surfing went from just doing air reverses and air threes. Yeah. So. But
2: that era there was like a, a whole like air show tours yeah. right. like or they would run an expression session within yeah. like uh yeah. like um Seth's, you know, H yeah. B series and there'd be an expression
3: session on top of that yeah. with some extra scratch.
0: Yeah. It did didn't um Skip Sneed do the surfing air Yeah. Yeah
3: yeah. But even then, like I would go do an air three in those contests, like I would do four rotations at that time and, and go do it and they wouldn't score me high enough or like I would do an air reverse and I'd go backwards for 10 feet before spinning just because I thought it felt better, you know, and I'd be like, oh, you went backwards too long, you know, or or that that air was more rotation than height, like skips air show was about altitude, amplitude, you know, and so mm-hmm. like that's. That's the one thing I had to learn about surfing air shows is some guys just want to see how high above the lip you go, not how critical you're getting, you mm-hmm. know? And that's,
2: that's still today. Kind of, you yeah, know, yeah. like, you know, how, how you land and what, you know, what, you know, tell high, yeah. you know, like how much,
3: yeah, Oh, it's crazy. And yeah. it, and if you're known to be a guy that does technical airs, you can go do a normal air and it anyone else will get like a five. Yeah let's say you need a four or five and you go do an error reverse or an air three, they give you like a four because they want know, to see you do something know you, bigger. They know you can do something yeah. bigger. And, yeah. they, and if, how are they going to keep the, how are they going to score you right if yeah. you go do a flip or something like that? But the waves are knee high yeah. and you're not going to do a flip, you know? Yeah. It's That's gotta, what tricked me out of context. The scale has
2: got to be based on the conditions. Like there's no, yeah. Like it's,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's all subjective, but yeah, you know,
2: it's, it's, it's tough yeah it's i don't crazy. think the, the like judges a, really knew like to like how to score everything well it's like you
1: what know. happens
3: it happened to kelly a lot you know yeah they, they, yeah. like kelly had his own judging criteria you know sometimes he'd win and then score him right but sometimes they had to keep him he, sort of way better than that even yeah. though he's blowing everybody yeah. out yeah they had to keep it competitive yeah. you know
2: well it got to a point where he was scoring you know guys wouldn't have to catch set ways because he's catching like the middle size or inside waves and still getting like eights. And they're like, Hey, you can't give them. I'm like, well, he's doing 10 times yeah. more gnarly stuff than you want to set, you know, yeah. like, so like, okay, so we're going to like down, downgrade. Yeah. That's, until- I never that's why
3: I never understood contests. Yeah. That's why I never did them. You know, like I, I was like, fuck. well, I've always had kids. So I'm like, am I going <laughs> to put diapers on the table and go and go wiggle with yeah guys that are half my size that rip way harder, <laughs> you know, <laughs> But that's the thing like with the the new york trip it was all like banging out edits doing video getting video footage and like
0: that was kind of one of the best things that could happen to you yeah it was Get, you know getting that call from Riola yeah. and saying dude you're
3: i would have never stayed you yeah. know and then i got stuck there and then everybody was so cool and like the community built like you know like you. You you know a New Yorker is happy to see you if he really likes you you know <laughs> you know if he hates you too you know yeah. and like everyone there at is like if you're if you're all about surfing and good vibes they're gonna freaking have the best times with you yeah. you know.
2: but they definitely have like that macho like bad like attitude you know yeah. like they're they're pretty tough and oh, yeah. they got their guards up but then they're like the biggest hearts right oh, like yeah. they're just like oh, come is... sleep and hang yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: but that's what like changed my career it was like New York you yeah. know yeah. That, yeah. It gave me longevity. It gave me a lot, you know? And then, like, it's cool to see you guys, like, ball fucking winning the Pipe Masters. and Because I still think of him as such a grom. Yeah. You know? Like, you it know. was cool
0: seeing you. Well, it was cool. We interviewed him here. Yeah. And when he brought you up and said those things, the kind words about you and how... Impactful you it know, was at that age. Because and, of you, like he elevated his surfing and, and the whole New York, that scene there. Yeah. Without you, they probably wouldn't be where they
3: are. It was cool. Like, Which is because fucking... I had the HB ground beatings rough. down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, Balram's mom told me, she's like, if he ever gets out of line, give him a beating. Well, all right.
1: You know, <laughs> and, uh, I could do that. Yeah.
3: And yeah, Balram like, and he's such a good dude oh the first time you met timmy turner right like timmy after his brain surgeries he started doing the cold water movies and so i told timmy let's go to new york we'll get some good footage over there and uh we go out there for a storm and we end up getting stuck in washington dallas and having to drive up basically no sleep for like 30 something hours eight monster energy drinks you got stuck in dallas because the weather was too bad they're flying at jfk but they route, yeah. So we tried to rent a car and drive all the way up. And I'm trying to get sleep. I wake up, Timmy's spinning in circles on the ice, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I have to drive, Timmy. You pull over, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and so I drive the whole night while Timmy's sleeping, and then we get there and the waves. It was like the biggest New York I've seen, but like it, it, Timmy was tripping on it, you know. And then we we go surfing, and then we, we go back to Long Beach because that was Montauk where we drove straight to. And then uh, we run into Balaram again. Like he, didn't, Timmy didn't see Balaram at the beach that morning in Montauk. And uh, me and Balaram are surfing. He keeps paddle battling. I'm all right, girl, time for some beatings. And I fucking grab Balaram and I start dunking dunking him underwater in the freezing cold water, putting water down his hook. He, he he comes out of the water all bummed out. He, he looks at Timmy. Timmy's filming on the beach with the camera. He's like, hey, can I use your phone? Timmy's like, I don't have a phone. <laughs> it, 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 Timmy was just on his phone when Balleram's coming up to him. He's like, I just saw you on your phone. He's like, no, I don't have a phone. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm like, Timmy, why did you give me your phone? And he's like, I thought he was going to call the cops on you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Timmy and Balleram met, you know? Like, funny. It's...
0: And for for those other people listening, that the reason why you took him there is because he just went through a crazy staph infection yeah. in his brain. He couldn't surf warm waves in yeah,
3: warm six, water anymore. Six surgeries. Yeah. And, um, yeah. took off half they, his brain. 20, yeah. 20% chance of living. And he was in a coma for two months. It was crazy. And uh, yeah, they said because of the tropical conditions, the staph will spread in his brain again, you know? Yeah. And, um, but traveling with Timmy is incredible. Like it, it's the good, <laughs> the bad, and the ugly. You Did
0: know? you go on the second thoughts? trips too or no
3: we went on the cold water trips I didn't do second thoughts with them cause I was always broke when they were doing that you know but uh uh freaking we went to Natividad Dad for a, we were going to La Bufadora for a one day one day trip right and then uh we get to Labouf it's flat this is right after Timmy had his brain surgery this is his, his first surf trip wow and then uh I call up Mark Beatty at Surfline and I'm like hey if there's no waves of Labouf where should we head you know like where do we go? And he's like, the closest you're going to find this well is like the TV dad. I'm like, that's a drive. You know, we're, 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 you know, we're five hours into it already. We got 12 more hours to go. Fuck it. Let's go. So we drove to the TV dad and we didn't bring, we went for a day, you know, like there's no change of clothing, nothing. So we go, we make it to TV dad. We surf right before dark, wake up in the morning, surf again. And then we're driving back the next day and Timmy's trying to pass somebody on the road with a jet ski in the back of his car and We're going down the road at Cuero Negro and then Timmy hits a bump His jet ski flips upside down goes over starts going off the side of a ravine so Timmy just Turns the side of his car and it goes to the bottom of this like little cliff smashes the whole front end of his car jet ski like during, yeah during all that the, the trailer flipped upside down it's like fish te- the, the jet ski's fish telling us and we straight up um the jet ski was like 100 yards back the trailer is upside down broken like 50 yards back Timmy's car is completely smashed in and i'm just looking at it was me Joe Alani and Timmy in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, on a one-day trip. Now we're stuck at Negro, and I look at Timmy, and I'm just like, holy shit, we're fucked. Like, I watched the front end of his car smash in while I'm holding the oh-shit handle, and it just stopped when it hit his engine, you know? And <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, this is a Timmy trip. Here we go, you know? And, and he was like, no worries, we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah in the just... middle of nowhere, though. You know, there's a ranch down the way, and then all of a sudden, fucking the, the Mexican lady in the forerunner that we tried to pass... Screams a bunch of shit, pulls her phone out, and drives off. That and I asked Timmy, Should we get car insurance? Because you can get in trouble without Mexican insurance. He's like, No, nah, we're good, we're going there for the day. All right, so now, now we're in now, accident now you're fucked. We're, we're screwed, you know. And uh, Timmy has no money on him, I have no money on me. I have it the, I have to go to an ATM, but there's who knows, three hours, a three hour drive yeah. from any ATM, so the the. All of a sudden, people drive out from the ranch that's right there, and it's some kid, their, their son, who's like a crackhead. He's off his head, fucking spinning away. And then the mom and dad, and so like they start speaking to us in Spanish, and we can't understand them. And then they basically start acting like they want to help us fix it and start lifting stuff. And so, like, someone spoke English eventually, but they, they're like, hey, we, we got a tow truck coming for you guys. Let's get you to, uh, we gotta get to an ATM to pay pay for it because we didn't have cash. So we we do the drive, it's me, Timmy and Joe Lonnie and we leave the car on the side of the road, the jet ski and all that and the rest of the family's taking care of all that. Fucking, we get, we get cash, I don't think anything of it. I turn around and the guy, the son, is staring over my shoulders. I'm counting out the money I just took out of the ATM. Timmy didn't have a bank account or he didn't have his card. So I was the only one with money now. And um, the guy's looking over my shoulder when I pull out of the ATM. And we, we get back in the car. I didn't think anything of it. And then we're driving and then he gets back down to the dirt roads of Guero Negro. He, and he pulls off to where these wood shacks are like plywood shacks. Like full crackhead houses. You know? Like in the salt fields. And um, this is just a a a good timmy trip for you it's pretty (laughs) gnarly. fucking the guy whistles these crackheads come back come out one guy has two teeth and he has an ice pick he's picking his two teeth with and fucking the guy looks at me he's like give me your money and i'm like okay so you want to we just broke down your family's with our car and stuff i'm like and you want me to give you i thought he said give you all give it all to him so I pulled out my wallet and I'm on, I had a photo of my kids and shit. I'm like, this, these, these people right here are the reason I will beat your ass. I will beat your ass. I go through, I point at everyone and told them they all get beat up, you know? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like foaming out of the mouth, pissed off, ready to lose it. Cause I'm like, dude, Timmy isn't like, he can't fight. He just, he's got fucking half a skull right now. Yeah. And I look at Joe Lonnie. I'm like, Joe, you got my back. Let's fucking get these guys. Jones starts crying. He's like, here, I got 20 bucks. Hands him 20 bucks, and the guy just starts hopping and skipping, goes into the shack, brings the guy back out his drugs, and there's no problem. I just read it differently. Yeah. You know, I thought they were going to rob us and make us. They just disappear. wanted to make us. They just wanted to get us fixed. Yeah. yeah. And fucking, I was so pissed off. I'm like, I get to the back of the truck. I'm like, dude, I don't want to talk to your drug addict. You drug addict. Fuck you. I don't want to talk to you, you know? And I'm like, I sit in the back the whole way back to the house a couple hours. We get to their ranch and freaking, um, the, the, we basically go to the mechanic and the mechanic says, we don't have any of these parts in Mexico.
0: So what?
3: we have to order them from China,
0: China. yeah.
3: So you <laughs> oh guys God. have to hang out or you can leave your car here. And I'm like, I didn't have enough money to get us, or... us all to the, the border. No, I didn't. So we had to call Ryan and, um, Ryan was going to bring down some money and we're going to ride it out with Timmy, you know, because Timmy's car is fucked up down there. So <laughs> we basically hang out in a hotel room for a week. Ryan shows up, fishing poles, fucking money for beer, and uh, money for it, the car. Yeah, but no spare clothes for any of us. We're all wearing the same fucking. <laughs> I had a white pair of shorts on and a baby blue t shirt, you know. This is a long time ago, so that was kind of cool color. <laughs> but, like, we ended up fucking losing our minds down there for six weeks. What? Like, they went to the border three different times. Like, one of them would take the bus. It takes 24 hours to get each way to get the part. They'd come back with the part. Wrong part. Got an order from China again. Fucking. Then we just go back to the TV dad. But, like. Timmy became very notorious. Like, people knew Timmy so well. Like, that first ranch that we stayed at, Timmy managed to pee in every single bed they had every single night because he was drinking and stuff after his brain surgeries, and he would just pee the bed. Like, we'd walk out, and the Mexican dudes would be (laughs) all... Like, it's crazy, you know?
1: Wow.
3: You know, because... Yeah. that part of his brain was gone and, and with the alcohol like he doesn't drink now but like with the alcohol like he would pee the bed but like timmy became famous in mexico <laughs> peeing everyone's beds and for some reason they would give him a clean bed to sleep in the next night you know so well crazy. they do a
0: story right like
3: yeah yeah it, but like the, the house that we were broken down they didn't have a refrigerator or anything like that you're eating machaca like dried salted meat it's a totally different lifestyle so we like we were able to wash our clothes six weeks yeah we were able to like do the real washing your clothes like where you rub it on a board and then you put it through the little press and then you rinse it and then press it again like hang dry yeah and it got to the point where like when ryan and them got there we're like let's go back to the tv dad so we grabbed two boats we filled one whole boat up with beer like me timmy and ryan ray and um we just show up to Natividad and hang out and we started fishing. And then we, we did fought. Joe stay
0: the whole time too, or do you
3: Yeah, Joe is stuck there too? Yeah, and then <laughs> but Joe will never go on a trip with Timmy or me, you know? Again, <laughs> you know? Like, I would never go on a trip. It, with did you guys you. score waves? No, no, the, the first day, yeah, but it was only like an hour because we got there right at dark, you know, and then the next morning it was too small. And, oh my God. but like we ended up leaving six weeks later and. It was a total Timmy trip, you know. Like every trip I've gone on with Timmy, it's pretty much like that, you know. Like nightmare, worst nightmare. You're gonna, you're gonna test your limits.
2: (laughs) Shit's, shit's gonna hit the fan, and you just better weather the storm.
3: Yeah. That. That is mind blowing. He's, he's one of those characters. Like, I don't know. Like even when he was in his coma, he he just has this little weird little grin, you know. (laughs) He was in this coma, no one heard from him. The doctor said he had 20% chance of living. And then, like, me, Jesse Evans, and Ryan walk in there and we're like, Timmy, it's us, we love you. And he just goes, In the middle of his coma, I was like, You know, he's gonna be all right. You know? Yeah. And, he's there. Yeah.
2: He's there. There's activity.
3: I don't know, it's way off the subject. No, but, it's <laughs> like a, but it started with a Balleram story. And,
2: dude, I mean. Uh, the tr- the travels like I mean where where else you said Tahiti Indo like yeah I mean what other spots were you
3: you know oh like I went to Tahiti a couple times like Ken really hit me up and asked me to go to uh, Tahiti with him and then uh, it was a cool trip it was like Simpo uh, Godalves Kisses Jason Miller like Slater's girlfriend's brother brother yeah and then uh, a bunch of Groms. And then, like, I I would just go on trips and teach the Groms how to like travel and live and have fun, yeah, or or just be (laughs) little shits, you know. Like, that's kind of what I did on trips. Is like, I would you're the big brother, yeah. Like, the Groms could go and like, I had Riley Metcalf on that trip, and there's they have we had these really rock hard pans of bread, like these little bread rolls in Tahiti, you know. and I'd have him knocking on Simpo's door, and, like, as soon as they'd open it, I'd I'd tell him to throw it as hard as he could, and he's, like, (laughs) knelling these kids. Like, I don't know. I I taught Grom's how to have fun. Yeah. To be Grom's? Yeah. But that's what I did with with Billy. Or, no, um, Balaram. Yeah. You know, like, Balaram was always, like, he he would come stay at my house, and all the pipeline piles, he would be staying over there. like, all the back of the day when it was just, like, Braden, J. Fred, and... All those guys, so Ballerong got really comfortable going over there to Hawaii every year. And then, like, I, I remember, like, Ballerong didn't even smoke weed, right? Like, I heard he smoked it one time with Marzo. And then uh, Jay Fred's like, bro you're gonna smoke with Marzo, but you're not gonna smoke with me, huh? You wanna wave a pipeline? You fucking smoke weed with me now!" It fucking <laughs> made, made Ballerong smoke. I, I felt bad. I was like, "Damn, all right." Go ahead, Grom, take a hit, you know? Yeah. But, like, Balaram had to do, like, the... it. He grew up, like, a Grom grew up in the 80s, you know? Like, he was hazed and, and taught respect, you know? Where, like, yeah. a lot of kids now, they don't have that. And you can tell in their attitude, you know? Like yeah. The, the respect that they don't give out, you know? like That's that's why Balaram could say I taught him some things, you know? Because, like, I would show him the road yeah show him the ropes show them how to have fun and like make but like he's that kid he makes sure everyone is having a good time around him and uh he doesn't like overstep his boundaries it's because he was taught not to you know yeah. yeah
2: i mean it's like that's just part of growing up it's like yeah you know you gotta have fun you gotta be you know you need tough love yeah, yeah. you know you need to have respect yeah. you need to know your place you need to get out of your comfort zone and be able to mingle with people that you don't know well and then sooner just like that you'll be like besties You yeah. know, like it's
0: so, so you you got like Laura was saying you got to travel all
3: over. Yeah you know? no, I traveled that's pretty much like why we came up with that video the name couch tour, you know Like cuz that's what my whole life was, you know, like I kind of had I kind of had it better in a way like throughout the, the hard times like the good times were like me in the water. And like, the fact is, is I kind of went to anyone's house, always had a place to crash and I, I was able to travel. Like my mom worked for America West when I was little. So I was able to fly a round trip to Hawaii at 20 bucks, you know? So like, there's, there was trips like that, that I was always able to do, you know? And I didn't have a house. I didn't have rent. Yeah. You know? So I was always able to hit the road and that's for me that that's what surfing's about, you know? Yeah. It didn't get expensive until I had kids. You
0: know? <laughs> so <laughs> but, after New York, you moved back to California? Yeah. Okay.
3: I, I was out here during the U.S. Open, and um, I, I saw one of my friends I went to high school with, this girl, and we partied Whatever, she got pregnant. And, um, and three months later, she's three months pregnant, and I was still living in New York. And, um, I was staying at Marley's house, you know, and freaking Kristen got pregnant and I was like, damn, my life's going to change right now. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I was really tripping. I'm like, Oh, I'll go to the oil fields. You know, that's what I'll do. Yeah. And then, uh, this is before I had a cell phone. So like, I, I went on a little surf trip, came back and there was a bunch of phone calls from, uh, Mike Rilla. Hey Ryan, I. I I got to talk to you about something. I had an opportunity for you. Uh, Ryan Dival drove the company car into the water at Creek. He was all drunk doing donuts on the beach at, late at night and he took a lost fucking some Exter down there and he was doing donuts. And so basically, long story short, Dival fucking took the company car, crashed it drunk, took off, went home, sobered up, Went back the next day when he was sober, and uh, the, that by this time it's high tide and the waves are breaking on top of it. Oh, like it, it was a two-page spread in a boogie board magazine. Like it got coverage. Yeah, you know, they got their money's worth. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> but that's when Riola was like, "Hey, I, you got to come and I got to talk to you." And he's like, "Davil just got fired, and I want you to be our team team manager." I was like, "Cool, all right, let's do it." Because I was yeah. trying to figure out what I'm going to do, and yeah. I didn't tell him i was having a kid yet, you know. And then um, he's like, "All right, we got to go to Florida tomorrow for the trade show." I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> what to do, you know. And uh, we show up, we do the surf expo, and Wardo's there, and Wardo's girlfriend's there, and they—she's uh, my friend, you know. So she gives me a hug, and then whatever, me and Ward go smoke a joint in my room. Nothing said, nothing's wrong, and then. I go. I tell Chris I'm gonna take a shower, go back, and then I go back to. I go go to pick Chris up at his hotel room, and he's in the cop car, and there's like ten cop cars, and they're like the owner of Joel. The owner of lost Joel's like Ryan. Get out of here! What an axe murderer? He's gonna kill you. Oh, We're what, what just smoking a joint. What the fuck happened? You know, and uh, I guess him and his chick got in a fight, but it, somehow I got blamed over it. You know, but. That was my first oh. job at lost you know like <laughs> first trip yeah. first trade show All of a sudden was in jail and they're... i are going to jail and I'm in trouble and I was like I was in my hotel room you know yeah but uh, <laughs> I guess he gets jealous and his girlfriend hugged me but like he didn't say anything to me and they got in a fight but yeah he, the, the cops got called he punched a cop went to jail so we had to go bail him out for 10 grand. And then we went to a social distortion concert, and fucking Mike Ness is like, This song goes out to a kid from San Clemente that spent the whole night in jail for, for punching a cop. And Morro's like, He's talking about me, huh? We're like, Yeah, of course. No, the other, from Orange, the, other, the other guy from Orange County that punched a cop last night spent the night in jail. And he's saying, Mommy's Little Monster. It's it like little things like that, Dude. you know? The, the what a way to, sh-
0: to get introduced to, to that job.
3: Oh, it, dude, you got to
2: write a book one day, man. This bitch. is freaking wild. I, yeah, I don't know
3: how you guys are going to put this together because I got stories that will just confuse the shit out of me. Like, I lo-
2: no, these are just great little tidbits. Like, yeah. that's how it is. It's like, hey. We're going to have part- to sit down again. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: we'll sit down again. Like, this is just the, just the appetizer.
0: Out what you guys- yeah, figure out what you I'm going to sneak another. Yeah, here. this is it. Awesome. Dude, we're going to have to have you back and finish up your story because there's too much good shit to talk about with you yeah whatever but let's talk about what we want to do for our friends in maui
2: yeah we were both talking offline about you know like hey we want to do something you want to do something and like i mean we're we'll collaborate yeah we're all about trying to raise some raise some money and and get some you know supplies over to the the maui guys yeah that'd be cool like
3: i think if we do some parties and some raffles and a couple other things yeah. that we were talking about i think they can be good yeah. yeah
0: um already for us we we got Lockie gave us a vintage lightning bolt surfboard God, it's sick oh that's so cool luke carrion's giving us um a painting that he did yeah. especially for it uh we got ty williams sending us some prints yeah um and you have
3: i have a bunch of Mitchell products a bunch of tequila and then uh, a bunch of the tech boards too yeah and then lost lost is gonna do a bunch of boards and then uh, the auction that we want to set up yeah there's gonna be a lot of boards for that
0: and we just got to figure out you know we're gonna take our time but we're gonna get hopefully do a party right yeah and uh, maybe you know we were talking to Don Pablo uh, Don Ramsey yeah and maybe do something there and get some bands and you know yeah, that'd be cool. yeah whoop it up we're tie it in with
2: you know board riders you know dawn, uh, just a community involvement yeah. and then have these killer things to auction off i mean yeah. it's just a win-win for everybody yeah. you know like yeah. people you know want, want killer gear yeah but you know hey it's going to a good cause yeah And yeah,
3: let's have some good times and that's it and help help everybody mom called. we like it mom called all right mom called mom's calling <laughs> mom's are here all right before oh, we hey, go hey, hey. <laughs>
0: A little parting gift. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Late night with Chalky Chucker. Oh, yep.
2: Got a koozie right there and uh shade sunscreen. And we want
0: to thank,
3: thank
2: you Earth, guys. Earth Pack for all your bad packaging, packaging needs. Perfect.
0: Um We also have some bonsai bowls. Do you like yeah. bonsai bowls?
3: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so we got some
0: bonsai bowl cards I for just, you. I used to live on Joe's
3: couch. Did you? Yeah. One of course of the other, you did. One of the other fifty yeah. couches. Of
0: course she did. Yeah. Well, Joe's awesome. Uh... One last thing I wanted to mention about the hats to uh, one of our sponsors, Neon Wave. They are giving away late night with Chalky hats for every fifty dollar purchase. On their website, this is neonwave.com And you got to put in late night. Late night as the uh, promo code. Promo yeah, yeah. <laughs> you a um, Thank you to Caballero Pools and Spas. Yeah. Thank you to Earth Pack. Thank you to Clear Weather Shoes. Uh, bonsai bowls. Yep. Ashland, Ashland Shoes. Uh All of our sponsors. What else? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't we know. a lot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Shade sunscreen. Yeah. We got it. Uh, Eat Northside. Yep. Eat Northside Cafe. Yep. We love
3: it. Um, that. That's the cool thing you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah. Late night with Chalky. Yeah. <laughs> that's <was> rad. <laughs> and
2: um, yeah. Until next time, dude. Yeah. Thanks for your time. You, that was Dude. Perfect. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period.
0: Seven locations. Two in Hawaii. Five in Southern California, bonsai bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check
2: out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You can also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients, no sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer.
0: Shade Sunscreen. ickiest stickiest wax in the game foo wax late night with chalky is supported by inherent bummer surf entertainment thoughtful writing surf videos music and fresh hell for the core surf community remember it's not the end of the world subscribe and check it all out at inherentbummer.com. thanks
2: for tuning in we hope you enjoyed the show please give us a five-star rating and spread the
0: word